Yeah. So I got my bow tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, this shit dropped. I think today or something like that. I get my peaches out in Georgia. Apple hey. bottom from New York, oranges, Florida. Vitamin Let's go. C mixed with this vitamin D. Now you got vitamin B in your prescription. This nigga Luda ever disappoints. I'm always gonna know you, kiss you and caress you. Anything just to spoil you, gift you, protect you, sex you like you never been sexed. Uh-huh. Got your legs shaking like the go-go challenge. So Crushed grapes and Mauritius Girl, you my flavor of love You so delicious I'ma make you my missus All these candy-coated kisses You my strawberry shortcake That ass will make me catch a charge And miss the court date Sweet Ooh. as honeydew Watch me kneel right in front of you We'll set the world on fire Then light a blunt or two I got the keys We can That's have it on lock And I'll lick you like ice cream With a cherry on top Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. I mean, let's get that. That motherfucker Luda still got it. God damn. Shout out to that guy right there. Out the fucking tank. Distinguished, do you have an all-man moment for the people? Again. I, I'm really starting to feel like I just need a uh I just need to not work because every time I come to work, even when I'm not at work, it's always some shit that has to deal with me. And I'm just like, what the fuck is today I get to work? I got a whole missing timesheet. Your timesheet's gone. I'm like, where the fuck are my hours? I had to send HR an email, payroll an email. The executive, the the account executive had to send my fucking supervisor. I was like, yo, why is it that every time I come to this place, it's like y'all niggas got a hex on me. Every time I come here, it's always a problem. Y'all hate that I fucking travel. Y'all hate that I just go and I come and and do what the fuck I want. Y'all hate that I'm the youngest motherfucker on the job that's working with y'all old motherfuckers. What's the problem? It's not my fault that we just, that we not the same age, but we making the same wage. It's not my it's not my bad. It's what the fuck didn't you do? And you're mad at me for getting it, for talking about getting it too. You you tight, fucking missing teeth, shit all fucked up. Got fucking gout in your leg. Don't even know it. Your shit bad. They just they just they just they, they just mad with the gout. young boy. <laughs> Cause niggas walk funny with a limp Worse than me And I'm the nigga that broke his fucking toe It's bad <laughs> it's, it's bad Flo It's bad man 
I think that I'm I'm getting to a point where I saw a meme today and no, I, I saw something on a resource page that I'm on. Shout out to the Black Network. I'm paraphrasing really quick so we could drive her home. The person was like, I'm at a job. They just changed over management. I like my job. I love my pay. Great benefits. Would never change my hours. However, my manager is not the same as my other manager was. I feel like I'm being belittled at the workplace. I can't shine and show my talent the way I used to. What do I do? Somebody wrote, get a hobby. Somebody wrote, get a hobby. And a part of me was like, I don't think they're being silly. I think they're being dead ass because she was like, should I walk away? Because I don't think this is worth my sanity. And I feel like there's a lot of jobs that we have, a lot of jobs that I know I've had. It's getting to a point where I'm about to use Luda's voice that we just heard a few minutes ago and slap the fuck out of somebody today. For real, I, I might. And if I do that, D-Flow, if you think you shaving your face is going through therapy, nigga, somebody might have to bail me the fuck out. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Slap a nigga with a smile. Slap a nigga know, with a bro. smile. If you, if you at that point are about to go smack niggas at the job, Send your resignation letter in, bro. Because <laughs> a night in jail ain't worth ain't, ain't worth a night in jail and losing your job. You but might imagine as well this. But imagine this. Wanna feel good to slap a nigga at the job? Anybody on a podcast that wanted to slap the shit out of a nigga? It ain't on the job? gonna feel as good as sleeping Let's on the last floor. Let's at keep the it a jail. Let's keep it a hundred. Other niggas looking at your booty. It ain't It ain't. It ain't gonna feel as good as that. And I got a nice booty, too. Hopefully it don't look too hard. But what I'm saying is, anybody ever wanted to slap the shit out of a nigga at the job? Yes or no? Am I the only of one? Of course. Am I the... Okay. All right. And then the reminder of the cold floor at the police station <laughs> became a reality. <laughs> and I start to wonder if it's worth me spending that night on that pissy-ass floor. I am gooch, sir. Oh, uh, man. Listen, uh, when I came out, my mom, I'm pretty sure I had piss and shit on me. So spending a night in the jail prison so probably won't be that bad. It's going to be as bad as you think it's going to be, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't worth it, bro. Unless they unless they, unless they, they touched you and you felt the need to defend yourself and within the defending of yourself, you took the opportunity to smack niggas within that same, pro within that same proximity. Now we have to jail ain't worth it. No wait Now we have to have a real conversation About slapping niggas That we know Deserve to get slapped Kicked Punched Pushed We can't act like Everybody deserve The same type of treatment No Some people deserve to be slapped If you say something crazy To your girl I'm not saying a woman Has the right to put a Put hands on a man And a man vice versa But if you say some wild shit Be prepared to get slapped be prepared. It's, it's, it's going to happen. Okay? At the same time, how much verbal abuse and time sheet taken, and we don't know what email he sent because we forgot it, is a nigga supposed to take at the motherfucking job? How much? Until we say, fuck that, I got to fight back. Then, then fight back within the realm of what's reasonable. Don't go smacking niggas at the job, though. This nigga shit froze niggas. again. L listen, this is what I'm saying. 
I'm talking to my listeners now. I can't even talk to my brothers. You guys, you guys, you guys have showed me that you're not on my side. And I get it. You guys. No, we're on. No. Wait, 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 no, wait. Not before guys. you change the, the plan of the story, my nigga. We're on your side. We support you, bro. I okay. just, I'm just saying, before you go forward, just so our listeners have a clear, clear dialogue, or you paint a picture that's not completely accurate. Niggas support you, bro. Okay. We just we just don't support the antics that you plan in your head. Why? Because a lot of the times the antics could result in a more negative effect. I'm saying you're not wrong for wanting to smack some some nigga upside the head. That's that's great. Fuckery. Thank you. Yeah. However, doing it is a different story. Is it worth losing a job and spending the night in jail? That's what I'm asking you. Man, fuck that job. A job is a job. I've been losing jobs since 2013, unfortunately. I don't know what happened. So something happened when I was in, in college and the shit just went downhill. Fucking now, lost wh- three jobs. What the fuck happens? Is the shit going on in your head right now, nigga? You contemplating to smack a nigga at the job? That's We're what the really fuck really contemplating or not, not, not just slapping a nigga, flattening some tires, doing real bad shit, man. Real bad uh, it shit. ain't worth it, bro. It ain't never worth it, bro. People, you just got to do the corporate game the same way with them. The corporate petty, I call it. Y'all niggas want to be petty. Him. We can do the corporate petty together. Sometimes I just want to send the goons real quick. Like, man, I know I'm supposed to be a passer and all that shit, but I just want to send the goons. Yo, here's a thousand. Here's a fucking thousand dollars. Y'all break bread with this shit. Y'all need you to fuck this nigga up. I need you to fuck him up with his wife about to feed the child before they go to bed. Just fuck him up real quick. That, that that's what I be really wanting to do. Just call the goons. I got the money. Just pay the guys. Just do it for me, please. Please. That might make me feel better the next day going to work, knowing that he don't know what the fuck happened. Might make me feel better. It might. And then I still have my job, and then he'll be in the hospital. As long as they don't hear this this podcast. <laughs> two and two together. <laughs> it's like, well, wait, on this date, and on this date, and he mentioned, wait a minute. Listen, they all know it's shits and giggles. They know I don't mean none of this. Oh, no, man. <laughs> Everybody oh, no. knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows the guy in the bow tie. He's harmless. He wears, you know, tuxedos. Some people think he's straight, gay, whatever. He's hard. He's not going to do anything. Guys, I recant everything I said. That man at my job, he's safe. He's good. I'm I'm harmless. I don't even know gangbangers. I, I, I do weddings now. I, my whole life has changed. I'm, I'm a different guy. I was just venting just now. But if something does happen to him, it wasn't for me. Says the nigga with a captain hat on. All right. <laughs> a nigga, you know. <laughs> All right, sir. I hear you, man. I hear you, sir. I mean, oh, I, I have no no all oh, man moment, man. I, you know, I'm just chilling, McMillan with the Dylan, man. Ain't, ain't 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 nothing. I mean, I got my I got my fucking tooth pulled last week. How was so, that? I mean, it was cool, you know. Uh, it, I don't really have no, no, no complications. Everything's healing up pretty well. It's just the fuck. In fact, I do have a fucking arm, man, for sure. So I'm at yo, the dentist shit. getting my teeth pulled, and this hey, fucking yo. dentist, she 
poked me in my jaw, bro, trying to get the local anesthesia in literally seven or eight times. Like she poked my side of my mouth so much to the point where the tooth, the, the plate, the part, the, the extraction side is fine. But my gum still is like severely sore up to now. Like she injected mad, t- I guess, trying to find the best place to put the nerve to, 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 to get the anesthesia in the nerve. But she 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 joked my like pointed get that needle in so many different times and you guys like the entire lining of my jaw down here is sore 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 that shit is taking longer to fucking heal than the tooth on the extraction site like i'm just like all right but you know i'm happy the tooth got pulled out um it was a cracked tooth and it was giving me problems for a minute kept having to get it filled so finally I got it pulled. It was the best decision to make. And yeah, I feel overall better now. So um, you know, just letting it heal, do what it gotta do, man. You look ten years lighter, man. That's what's up. Hey man, I definitely lost some weight over the last month because I, I definitely I'm looking at I'm looking at your face. I'm not even gonna hold you. No, no joking. You definitely I could tell you lost uh, uh, a little bit of weight because your face looks like it's looked like it's going like slimmer. Yeah, I mean, I I, I haven't been I haven't really been eating and um well I have been eating. What I did was I also changed my diet around. I had to make certain decisions and change my diet around a little bit. Cut okay. out fast food, cut out soda. Really, damn. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much a pescatarian at this point. I don't really. Oh, eat. welcome to my side, yeah, nigga. Bro, I've been eating mostly fish. Um, I probably nice. eat chicken like once a week. Okay, and, that's not bad. At some point, you're probably gonna stop eating that shit too. Yeah, that's yeah, I'm I'm cutting back on it completely, man. Like it doesn't bother me. Like I just eat, you know. I make my my salmon and my flounder and my balsam right, right. different. You know, and I'm gooch like that. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, like, get I your little vegetables really on the side. You know yeah, what I mean? Get your nice little that. juice. Start juicing. You know what I mean? Yeah, Ju- you go, definitely gonna see. I mean, I had to be juicing and shaking for the last two weeks or so because oh, the heavy pull. Yeah, I couldn't chew on this side prior to the teeth getting pulled. So pulled. So wow. I've been juicing and and drinking smoothies at least twice out the day to replace meals that I couldn't really chew. So right. yeah, man, been pretty cool, been pretty chill. Everything is besides that's been gooch. Speaking about everything being chill and everything gooch, that motherfucking fight. What the fuck was that? What the f- yo? What the fuck, Good, bro? Yo, thank God I didn't pay for that shit, bro. And I almost what the fuck it. was that. <laughs> I almost broke that shit. They said that was one of the most anticipated money grabs ever in in almost the history of fighting. That that that's just yeah. I mean uh, the history of boxing. That's just crazy. Yeah, it 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 was solely like I, I from the time I saw, it, I was just like, yo, this shit is fifty dollars. Low, I mean, Logan Paul said he was going to get um, I think it's ten percent and two fifty guaranteed, and Floyd got five mil. And fifty percent guaranteed. I was about to say I definitely saw that fifty percent guarantee. Yeah, I saw that yeah. shit, bro. I don't know. I was looking it up this morning because I was just like, I wonder how much people actually bought the pay per view. But they they brought they it, bought into it, bro. Yeah, even if three million people watch that drink, so that's one hundred and fifty million dollars, bro. This that's insane. Floyd, that's wild, Yo, bro. He he's a mastermind at figuring out how to get more money and he's literally the definition of if you thought you had a lot of money not only can you get more money you don't even need the money that you had 
to get the money that you want. You could create a brand new situation to just make brand new money. It's like the nigga playing in our face. <laughs> it's just crazy, yo, bro. Yo, this nigga, they, they really, yo, they really caked up. It was literally a hustle, bro. Because I'm just saying, yeah. there's no way he took that fight serious, one. No, two, he wasn't even fighting was, uh, the way he'd normally fight. Yeah, I'm like, he barely probably trained for this. I mean, he was probably in good shape to begin with, but he just probably tightened up a little bit. But I'm just like, there's no way he could they load this nigga. I'm like, Logan Paul, and I watched, and I, I didn't even watch the fight. I just watched highlights, and I was just like, yo, this shit I, I watched the highlights, trash. too, yeah. I went, I went straight to YouTube, and I saw the highlights, and I was like, damn, I already know we're going to cover this shit on the fucking podcast. What the fuck is going on, though? Like what the fuck is really going on? Like, I the the way the the way the way that I look at sports now, honestly, I mean, this shit got really niggas like niggas jumped into their wrestling bag to figure out what to do to get the most sales. I I agree, I agree a hundred percent, bro. Like I feel like this whole situation is just is just wacky pataki, bro. Like I don't yeah I don't know. I I I didn't I didn't and I, I wasn't really I wasn't I I didn't really want to watch it like I, I almost was like you know I'm gonna just I'm gonna just check it out just to kind of see what's good with it just for the just to see like the entertainment side of it but thank God I ain't do that shit bro that would have got me so mad yo the thing the thing that I was thinking the whole time watching the highlight reels of the fight I was like you know I don't really know much of I don't really know much about Logan Paul at all. I, I know nothing about his story, his background. What I will say is that this man literally, in my opinion, based off of just this one fight, he, he ain't got to fight no more. He ain't got to fight no more. Listen, man, he, he, he probably made somewhere in the vicinity of a calm 10 mil. Yeah, I was just, I was just thinking somewhere between ten. Smooth. They said he made about ten. Uh, wow, ten well, million. Sheesh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that fight gave exactly. I wouldn't what fight I, anymore. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fight anymore. I'm done. I got my tiny. I'm out. I'm good. It gave exactly what I thought it was gonna give, bro. That was trash. Shit was trash. Definitely, definitely was trash. It was. It was hundred percent. It was trash. I debated if I was going to buy it and purchase it, and I was like, for the sake of the show, for the sake of dad has some bow ties, let me fucking purchase this this foolishness. And I, I went back and forth about it for a long time, and it literally was like 15 minutes into the fight where I was like, all right, you know what, I'm going to buy it. And I bought the shit, and it gave exactly what I thought. I really bought it to see Chad Ocho Ochocinco uh, fight. And I missed that. Yo, <laughs> I I caught it right after this nigga caught the chin check. So I missed that Yo. whole shit. But um, yeah, it was a money grab, bro. That's how I see it. I see it as a money grab. I see it as they knew exactly what it was that they was given. They knew that Facts. it was going to be a piece of shit fight. Um, Facts. They 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 knew. They knew from jump, and they still tried to hype it up. It never got. It never got to the point of hypeness for me. And that's kind of where I knew, like, shit was whack. You know what I'm saying? Like, it never got to a point mm -hmm. where I was like, oh, I'm so hyped to see this this fight. It always was <laughs> like, what the fuck are these goofy niggas doing? Like, is, is Floyd really doing this right now? That was the, me the whole time. Is Floyd really doing this right now? Like, so, 
Listen, I think that's the last time we're going to see Floyd, too. Like, uh, yeah, or it yeah, should yeah, be the I last agree. time, at least. I don't even think Floyd want to do the shit with Floyd. I think at, at the end, Floyd is just like, yo, shit, I can make a quick 50, 60 mil. Why not, man? Yeah, I think that's Why that's what he not? said. He was like... That's definitely what he said. If I'm going to make... He said he was project, projected to to potentially make $100 million. So... If you're looking at a hundred million from being in a round with a inexperienced boxer for a couple of rounds, I guess why not? You know, even if you get knocked out, it don't count. Not like you're gonna have be fifty and one, not nothing like that. So I don't know, man. I I know one according, thing. Uh, according to the scorecards, they said if it was an actual real fight, Floyd would have won just by the number of punches he landed. Oh, for sure, Flo- Floyd. Was beating his ass. It looked they have a clip floating around now that shows like Floyd chin checking Logan and Logan falling from the from the chin check, but Floyd kind of holding him up. And really, I yeah, oh, I definitely shit. saw that during the fight, and he looked like he fell. And I'm like, what's going on here? But I don't know, man. <laughs> Listen, I ain't here to speculate on all that bullshit. The fight was trash. They'll never catch me again with no bullshit like this. Uh, <laughs> right, it's over for that. That, yeah. that cash grab is over. Thank you, fellas. Yeah, like, it no was borderline you. with the 50-year-olds fighting, but I enjoyed that. So I actually would watch another, like, Mike Tyson versus somebody. But this shit, this shit was trash. That was just all the Listen, way trash. can we just quickly go, Ocho Senko, what the fuck happened? What the, you was doing so good. What the fuck had, that shit went viral so fast. I mean, that <laughs> nigga... <laughs> That nigga dropped like a sack of potatoes, boy. <laughs> I mean, he got oh, up pretty boy. fast, but that that drop, oh god, oh god, that nigga caught that nigga crazy, bro. Listen, you know it's bad when a nigga come comes to the press conference and says, you know, it was just something on my bucket list, and I wanted to get it <laughs> off. You know, a nigga got chin check. The fuck, you know out a nigga of, got chin check. Got taken the fuck up out of here when they start talking like that. So, uh. It's on your bucket list. You'll never pick up another pair of gloves again. Sit the fuck down forever. Yeah, man. Please. I mean, listen, Kurt, more power to just getting in the ring. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, this These celebrities boxing ain't it. It's, it's not giving what it's supposed to give. <laughs> it's dangerous. Because, God forbid, we're going to hear about a celebrity boxer boxing fight going wrong, and a nigga really going to get hit so hard, he going to end up in fucking a coma. Stop trash, playing. bro. Whole shit is trash. Like the in, it, you know what it, you know what it kind of tells me though. The industry is in a weird space again. It's kind of, it's yeah. like, it's like the industry now is in a space that rap was in in 2015, where they didn't know what to do in order to keep getting money. Like when every nigga was getting a deal off of SoundCloud, it's starting to feel like the industry doesn't know what to do with these YouTube niggas. And these these Instagram niggas, they don't know if they should treat them like real celebrities. They don't know if they should treat them like chumps. And so we're getting these weird combination of things where you're seeing YouTubers in in movies. You're seeing YouTubers getting to fight Floyd Mayweather, arguably one of the best boxers of all time. And it's because the industry right now is fucked up and it doesn't know what direction it wants to go. That's what I got. That was the culmination of that. Because to watch Logan Paul be in a fight with Floyd Mayweather, it just felt off. Nothing about that felt good. 
Nothing about it felt like, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. This is, it just felt interesting because yeah. of the hype. Like everyone, they did a great job with the hype machine in terms of like they did, <clears throat> like getting certain people out. But even when it came to what celebrities were there, it wasn't no big names in that audience. Nah. <laughs> so no, 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 no big name celebrities want to go watch a fight with Logan Paul. Like who, who, who is this cat? Like I mean, I know who he is, but I'm just like, who's getting up out their seat to go watch? Someone fight, and I, and I think everybody in the entertainment industry knew, like, yo, Floyd just exploited that situation. Floyd was just like, oh, you want to fight? He looked at the numbers. He just like, y'all could possibly make a calm bag off of this if I just play it the right way. Yeah, and it was probably the easiest fifty mil he made <laughs> in a minute. Yeah, he I didn't have I, to train hard. I honestly think that's Nothing. really what it was. He even said it. He said, I didn't really train for this fight like I would for a real fight. I just Damn. wanted to be in, in particular shape, but I didn't train hard for the fight. I'm not going to need... He didn't even need... fucking shave, bro. That's how I knew he wasn't serious about shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm like, never again. I don't think the industry will be able to pull some shit like this off again. Um, nah. Like... You can't, you'll never be able to hype up unless like niggas really got beef. Like someone like 6ix9ine might be able to pull some some hype about fighting somebody that we know is going to knock his head off because niggas just want to see him get his head knocked off. But <laughs> right, that's right. valid. Yeah. That's valid. I could see that. But other than that, shit was trash. You know what wasn't trash though? <laughs> We're about to, about to play this right here. This shit dropped Friday. When I say these niggas got the fucking industry on lock. Touch a trendy ballin' with it. Missed out on my kids life for you. And I got accept certain days niggas never. Shout out to little dirt. And I feel neglect. Growing up, see my uncle down in his bed. And she made me wreck. Pulling up and they never sharing my meds. And they being extra. And I paid like two of my niggas bonds before I brought a next. I done seen my brother stack his bricks up and it look like Tetris. Have a real shootout up on that E where you can't mix your ex. Told the bitch you can't have to smell my cone. She gotta go change your pants. Take care of your family and them kids, cause I'm too big on family. Fuck the fans, cause before that shorty knew was gonna slide. I don't even know what the fuck he meant with the panties line. You know what I mean? <laughs> Lil Dirk don't miss, but you already know. When this nigga on the track, talking about the trenches. Voice of the Hero, Drop Friday. That's the joint project from Lil Dirk and Lil Baby, huh? Anybody heard that joint besides me? I haven't I haven't heard it yet, but I also didn't know that those fellas was that close. So I need to definitely uh look at some more shit. I, I didn't know that they was that close. Uh, funny thing I keep thinking about is uh, this is this generation's version of What a Time to Be Alive, which Drake and Future, we're definitely waiting on part two, niggas. Stop. <laughs> definitely waiting on What a Time to Be Alive part two. Mm. Come on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this is this generation's What a Time to Be Alive. Um, I think Dirk definitely has a very unique sound, and we, and we all know Little Baby. I feel like every time I hear this young artist, he just keeps getting better. And I feel like the team and whoever's really around him on a day-to-day, you know, I've seen him 
you know, how he interacts at press conferences. He's not trying to be all up in the camera, trying to say all the time. He's just there supporting, might shake a few hands, might talk to a few reporters. He's not doing the most, but he's doing the most in terms of his presence alone is doing the most. He's 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 there. Um, he's there with, you know, the, the 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 people's families who are fighting for justice for the uh, for the for the young people. And at the same time, he's an inspiration to these young people, too. So. He's in the best position of his life right now. So, man, God bless that young man. And I hope that, you know, he continues to uh, become everything that, you know, we all hope, you know, him to be as well as Dirk. You know, I feel like Dirk was in a weird place. I don't I feel like Dirk had a few growing that he had to do on his own. I know um, a while back, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't little Dirk dating. Um, what's his girl's name? Um, Dej Loaf, if I'm not mistaken. I think that oh, was that years ago. Years ago, and I feel like when that situation happened, my opinion, I haven't really heard or been on like the little Dirk wave. I feel like I haven't. I feel like I've been here. I feel like the resurrection. I could be wrong. It's always this nigga Drake. This nigga be resurrecting niggas. Like he he'll put a nigga on a record like that he knows is gonna go, and he's like, let me get one of my young boys to just spit some fly shit. Dirk on the next thing I know, Dirk is back in the conversation. I mean, Dirk has been hot for a minute, but definitely that record kind of put him in another space where, you know, right. he's one of the... That record went all the way. Yeah, he's he's getting into that A-list celebrity realm, and it was like a jump. He It was almost like he went from, like, C-list to A-list overnight. But he's right. been hot for a minute. You know, he has his fan base um, going and things like that, but... um. Yeah, man, I I, lo- I love the project. I listened to it over the weekend. Um, I like it. It's not, you know, it's it's not one of those projects that tell a story or anything like that. Like in terms of how we're used to projects going through the motions, but it definitely both of these artists are really good at having bars and verses that tell really dope stories about some of the things that they're going through or some of the things that they've seen, what they've been through in life. And in that capacity, I think it's a really, really dope project. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing more. But unfortunately, it's like this nigga Dirk cannot get, he can't catch a break. As soon as this project drops on Friday, we get news on Saturday that his brother got shot coming out of a nightclub. So I don't know, man. And- this industry... This industry is in a different space, right? The world, let me stop saying the industry. The world is in a different space right now because if celebrities and their families aren't safe, what do you think is happening to the average everyday person? Like, niggas is dying, and we're going to get to it a little bit later, especially in Chicago and New York, but it's getting kind of crazy outside. Like, I I got a... This was last week when I was picking up my prescription for my for my toe. I just got a. I wouldn't even call it random because it kind of fits into what what we're talking about. I got a a very thoughtful text from you know somebody that I publicly announced last week. I was like, you know, I consider you a brother of mine, you know, because he he popped out to the silent women's protest march that I had back in March, and I didn't really look at him like that other than you know like this dude is just an acquaintance he's like a poet in the community but when he when he showed up he showed me like he he showed me that all right he on another level he sent me a text like yo it's gonna be a hot summer distinguish you got a lot going around you a lot of energy around you be careful because 
you know what I mean? It's, it's about to get crazy out here. And, you know, as we're talking about this unfortunate time right now that we're living in this world, you know, Chicago has always been on fire, but Chirac is really letting it be known that, yo, they're really outside and they're not waiting for the sun to bring the heat wave. They are the heat wave. Um, New York City is right, right, it's right fucking there. You know, 10-year-old got shot in fucking Far Rockaway, Queens. R.I.P. to the 10-year-old. I don't know. I think might get some pushback from this. I think rappers who come from the streets, who have this, uh, who have this persona, who have this thing that's around them, even as you're progressing and trying to leave it, you're still using remnants and you're still using things and articles and like accents and all these like intricate things that made you who you were to get to where you at now as a superstar. You're trying to strip some of it off as you continue to get bigger, but other people are getting hurt. And unfortunately, we've seen this story happen too many fucking times. You know, we've seen the artists go from A to fucking J. And as soon as they about to like get to like J to Z, pun intended, you hear somebody in their family get shot. You hear somebody in the family get murdered. You hear a fucking plane go down. You hear a car crash uh, accident happens. You hear somebody got shot. You hear somebody, you know what I mean? And it's like you you almost got to look at the artist and be like, what energy outside of the music have you been bringing to your family? What responsibility did you not uphold when you took this oath and said, yo, I'm going to try to do everything I got to do to change what I'm doing, the circumstances, how we grew up so that we don't got to go through this anymore. Because the shit is still happening. It's almost making me believe when you actually from those environments and you're trying to be a rapper, your best bet is to not even talk about the environment. Talk about some other shit. Don't, don't, don't always... Uh, be prone to talk about how hard it was and you had to sell drugs and you had to kill niggas and you had to fuck niggas up even if that's the reality because it's like the more and more and more it gets perpetuated the more and more and more it gets you know talked about the more and more you up the ante by the time you feel like you're in a safer place you know you you we, we gotta we, we gotta we gotta tell a story like a xxx you know, we got to tell a story like a pop smoke. We got to tell a story about the the um the other young rapper um in Chicago who um six nine was joking about after he got murdered. King, King Von. You know, we we yeah, like we we have a responsibility as both the artists and the consumer, and we're letting social media tell our stories. I think it's that, and I think that as a society, as Americans. Our value on life has decreased dramatically over the years. We do not value life the way we should at all, honestly. And this is this is beyond a, a just a, a hood conversation. This is the nation. The nation does not. The nation rather hold on to archaic gun laws because of a political stance than look at what's happening and say, "Yo, this is an issue. Something needs to be done." There's, there's a problem here. 
We need to find out how to rectify the problem within keeping people's rights or making them feel comfortable with their rights, but also making it so that right. niggas can't go to somebody's block and spray up their whole house and then drive off. You know, and then and then play and then play a record behind it and say, "Come get, come get it back in blood." Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what I mean, it, it it's a it's a it's a bigger issue. Of course, the hood always becomes the face of violence. So they try to make it seem like it's all these black people going crazy with guns. But beyond what's happening in the hood, we didn't have like a mass shooting damn near every week since since shit opened back up. <laughs> that is a crazy fact. About it. I think what, 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 what I find interesting about it, and I've always felt this way, is what the media wants to perpetuate. At the end of the day, we make the music we make, but what's being hyped? What's being played on the radio? What's being encouraged to play on the radio? What are the songs that are being that are being pushed so heavily? You feel me? Like at the end of the day, a song like I'm not. I, 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 just so our listeners know, this is no hate or or you know coming at none of these young artists. At the end of the day, everybody's trying to get to the back. Everybody's trying to make a way for themselves. What I'm trying to say is that it's not by chance that a lot of these extremely violent record records become number one songs it's not by chance that these records are being played in such heavy rotation a lot of times this is what the media wants this is what they want to portray this is what they want the young kids to listen to they want the over sexualized gun violence trap songs to be the songs that people want to be to that to be spreading throughout our community because what you don't hear that on the pop records you don't hear that on z100 you well, don't you hear, do that hear it in, on it that the, the difference is that is oftentimes masked as something else because i was watch i was they, they have a thing on the shade room right now where it's like what do these songs actually mean they mean something different than what you may think and a lot of the shit is about bisexuality or sex or drugs or whatever and they mask it as something else and so the lyrics are talking about like i think sia her record chandelier is really about her back and forth addiction with um with drugs but it's chandelier and the difference i think that often happens with hip-hop music is because hip-hop gets this tag as being raw and authentic the artists aren't worried about putting anything under a mask or or catchy uh i mean or like uh, artistic wording or anything like that is it's supposed to be quote-unquote raw and then you have the labels and everybody else exploiting it because it becomes hot and they and then they use it and they don't care that there's black death behind it. And when when black bodies are falling, it's like, oh well that's hip hop music. But I know there's a video, I know there's plenty of videos around. There's this guy go that speaks on like you wouldn't see that with if, if as soon as a, a record or as soon as a person comes at white America or or allows white America to kind of deal with some of the things that black America or minorities in general deal with, 
Then it becomes censored. Now it's something that needs to be censored. We've seen that happen with, like, Uncle Luke. When his shit started touching white counties and white people started to kind of get into it, that's when niggas was like, oh, wait, nah, censor this shit. Get this shit up out of here. So it's it's a very political, complicated shit. It is definitely more than what meets the eye. Um, but it's it's all really fucking sad, bro. That's that's really what it comes down to. Um, R.I.P. to little Burke's little Dirk's brother, man. So we got we got some more um some more shit in entertainment, but we're gonna we're gonna jump real quick to the stupidest things on the internet because we have some young women that I want to call in. And I would love for them to just give their stances on some of the shit that I, deem, I know we've spoke about it in pre-production, so it's not just me that deems it. So we deem to be some dumb shit that we've seen on the internet, but a lot of it is like, I don't know. I don't know. It's inexcusable to me, but it, it tends to be directed towards men. And so the, always, always come on now. Black men specifically, we have to be specific about that. The, the first one that I would love to get, um, I would love to get some insight on. First, let us talk about it because we gotta get we gotta get our feelings out on this shit first, and then we can bring in young women and get they, you know, what I mean, their input, but and, and and get their bashing. You're right. You're, you're right. We got it. So. The thing that I've seen, and I put it on my page, and it, it seems to have caused a little bit of a stir, um, is this thing about asking a woman on a date and then asking her what she would like to do after. So now, is it a courteous thing to ask a young woman, hey, you know, I want to take you out, but what would you like to do? Or is it just lazy planning? Because from everything that I'm seeing... And I've known this, so I tend to try and come with a plan when I do um, ask a young woman on a date. However, I just I don't disagree. I don't agree with this sentiment that if a man is asking you what you would like to do on a date, that he is doing lazy planning. He, in my opinion, is trying to figure out what you like because if he presents some shit to you and you don't like it, one. Niggas is fragile. We know that. And niggas need to work on that. So he's going to feel some type of way if you reject. Like you say, yo, I got this date. I think we should go to a comedy club. And you go, I don't want to do that. Or even worse, because this has happened to some niggas that I know. If you go, yo, I want to take you to XYZ restaurant. And she goes, oh, my God, that place is cheap and disgusting. I don't like it. Take me some. Take me here. Really quick, bro, before you jump into it, yo, I can't even say the nigga name on the podcast, bro, because my brother listened to this shit. Yo, the other night, a nigga came to the crib. Boy, I come to the house, niggas is like, yo, Hen, yo, what's good, bro? I'm like, yo, what up, bro? It's my brother friend and shit, so I really want to say this nigga name, but it's going to be a problem. But let me just say shit. It was real. It was bad what I'm about to say. It was real bad. My brother's there with his girl. His girl has her sister. I never met her sister, but her sister was there. My brother's friend clearly was into the sister. And I'm tired of this shit. Niggas getting me into a conversation. She like, 
When you hear a man want to take you to Red Lobster, Henry, how does that make you feel? I was like, niggas still go to Red Lobster? Yo, why you play my shit like that, bro? I'm just saying, niggas still go to Red Lobster? I ain't even I ain't even know niggas still went to Red I'm being honest, bro. I'm not even trying to be funny. He like, yeah, I was just trying to take us somewhere nice. You know what I mean? Nothing too crazy. Because, you know, shit be, uh, I don't want her to think a nigga cheap. She was like, ain't Red Lobster like $40, $50? I was like, yo, I'm fucking crying. I said, I got to go to bed, y'all. I have to go to bed. Because the moral of the story is this. I think, in general... It doesn't matter where a man wants to take a woman, especially on the first date. She knows that she probably in the back of her mind, nine out of ten times, she's not paying for that first date. And number two, if you ask her what would you like to do, if she hits you with A, I don't know. Two, you figure it out. Three, I mean, it's I'm not it's not like I'm the one who asks me on a date. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. You have a problem because she has already told herself, you initiated, nigga, you the alpha male, you figure it out. And I've learned over the years, XAB and D-Flow Productions, those words put together, I fucking hate it. When a woman says these words, I hate it. When she says figure it out, I'll be like, well, what the fuck you mean? I'm asking you, I'm asking you for us. What do you feel comfortable with doing? What do you want to do? Figure see, it out. See, this is where it gets me always, tight, bro. Right. This is where it right, gets me this tight. This part right here. Because that's the part that they jump over, my nigga. It's not, I'm yeah, not asking yeah. you. The first thing you want to, the first thing they, they say to that in response to it is, I didn't ask for the date, so why do I have to plan the date? I'm not asking you to plan the date. I'm asking right. you what it is that you would like to do. Would you like to do something that's active? It. Would you like to go to dinner? Would you like to do something else? Are you more of a fucking want to go to the park type chick? If I just met you, I'm going to go to with, with my go-tos. My go-to is Correct. normally I'm going to take you to dinner because to me, food is safe, right? But I have food had- Food is safe. <laughs> I, I've had instances where a shorty was like, where- it was better because this chick is an active girl. So it actually would be a better date if we went and did something. Going to dinner probably ain't the smartest thing because to get her active, you got to do something. Like just sitting and staring at each other, she's not going to open up in conversation. So it's like, what would you like to do is not about a nigga trying to just have you say, oh, let's go to Cordon Blue and do X, Y, and Z at 7 p.m. Come pick me up. No, the nigga's trying to assess what it is that you like so that he can then go do the proper research, find a place that he thinks both of you are going to enjoy, and then take you out. And that's the other part about it, because it's like, a lot of times, niggas end up doing shit they don't want to do. They not trying Uh, to do, son. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, son. This is why a nigga can't be single again, son. I'll be damned, son. I'll be fucking damn. Let me take my mic off this shit. I'll be fucking damn. If I ask a shorty to go on a fucking date, and I'm just like, yo, wait. First of all, if this is, if if I just met your goofy ass, what the fuck you think I'm doing spending a hundred dollars a plate 
on your goofy ass. I don't even know if you're going to like that shit. Right. Or take you somewhere that you know goddamn well. You don't eat no goddamn crab on a goddamn basis. And you're going to come to me talking about you want some lobster and some crab. You don't even know how to crack the fucking shell. Get the fuck out of here. Never had this meal before. You yeah. want, I would like to get some conch. Oh my God, escargot. <laughs> Snails. Oh yeah. You don't even <laughs> eat escargot. I want the muscles, but never ate a muscle in your fucking life. Listen. <laughs> Don't play these fucking games. Yo. You're finna go to a regular ass restaurant. You're going to get the chicken with the mashed potatoes <laughs> and keep pushing, shorty. Don't play these games. I don't like that shit. If I was a single ass nigga, you're going to go to a basic ass restaurant. Because the fucking purpose of a first day is to gather fucking information, like I said, 10 fucking episodes ago. <laughs> you ain't going to go to a fancy-ass restaurant on my first date just for me to take you somewhere talking about, ooh, I ain't even really like it anyway. And now I'm fucking 250 deep talking about, yo, she ain't even like it like that, son. <laughs> and yo. outside is expensive right now. Going outside, outside is wild is right expensive. now. Every, so everywhere. Get this Red Lobster Olive Garden money. Fuck out of here. Now, I'm not. About, listen, I'm not even. Red Lobster anymore. Me, bitch. Fuck I'm not even here, encouraging yo. what restaurants to go to. Because, again, I think when it comes. Me personally, when it comes to dates, it, your best bet is to go to a, a not a chain restaurant because it could give you the same prices as whatever. But because they don't know the name of it, they don't. There's no. That's true. Extra judgment that ends up happening behind it. Now, again, no. This is this is the thing. Cause as a nigga, bro, if I hit my niggas up and say, let's go to Red Lobster, it's Gooch Patooch. And everybody bro, is cool with it. Son. My nigga, you can hit That's a fact. us up and talking about, yo, let's go to BBQs and I am chill patil, friend. It's There's Gooch. No beef over here. I don't I'm wanna go. Spend five hundred dollars on a meal, which has happened to me. First of all, my nigga, you hit me <laughs> wait, and talk wait, about wait, your flow. Wait. It's been a minute since we hung out, bro. You trying to you trying to do you trying to do fucking um what the fucking spot name um Ruth Chris Peter <laughs> Luger Chris? nigga Peter you, Luger you nigga trying to, you trying to do um um what the other spot uh, Ruth well, Ruth Chris is expensive but you trying to go to like one of these nice ass restaurant ways a buck forty five a plate I'm gonna be like we good bro let's hit up this pool spot get some wings <laughs> clean and chill and talk what the fuck is we doing why, why, why do I gotta chill up my man's in dimly lit light cutting with knife and fork for it no I'm good I'm good <laughs> unless we really trying to do that like unless we like yo yo we all gotta you know what I mean let's do a nice dinner just the fellas get some flicks in da 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 but not on some yo we chilling what we doing tonight celebratory bro I'm granted I know cause I know some of the women listeners probably ready to kill us talking about you going on a date you're not chilling with your niggas yes I understand that my point is that on a regular, when niggas is even asking to take you out, they know they about to do some shit that they not 100% willing to do. Do they want to hang out with that you? That is and, a motherfucking fact. And want to take you out? Absolutely. Do they want to spend $500 to do so? I, I no. believe they don't. <laughs> I believe no, they I, don't. I, I don't think that's fair, bro. For me, per, per, per personally, I would think that if we're going on the first date, this is a date for us to get to know each other to see if we even mesh. Why spend all that money for a date that might not even go well? But beyond that, why is it an issue if a nigga asks you what you would like to do? That is where I'm confused. 
Because the, the, the meme going around is a, a, a girl says, like, why ask me out on a date and then ask me what do you want to do? And then a dude said, yo, that's crazy. He's tripping because he's trying to be considerate. And, Bro, like, he's being sarcastic. All, what, what, what if he, you're a vegetarian? What exactly. If you don't eat red meat. What if you're allergic to shellfish? What if you don't? What if you're a fucking vegan? What if you don't eat certain processed foods? What you if you're very what if you picky? Got a peanut allergy, and I'm trying to take you to a fucking Indian restaurant, which have everything food's is got peanut. peanut in it. <laughs> what the fuck is we talking about right now? That's the part that don't make no sense to me, cause it's like, yo, niggas need to know. What would you like to do? And I guess it's with language because one of my friends in my inbox was like, you know, I, I guess it would be better if a dude said, um, you, I, I'd like to take you to dinner um, and then said, do you have any food allergies? And I'm like, that's cool and all, but to me, that's semantics. It, Yo, what? Oh, so, so this is what the fuck I'm hearing. I'm hearing... That the nigga is saying, I guess he would be in the in the seat of we're going to do this thing. Whatever this thing is going to be, he may ask what it is that you want to do. But as far as he's concerned, he's going to do this thing, whatever this thing is. But I'm also hearing it's the way he got to do this thing. Why is there always we talked about this episodes ago. Why is there always so much fucking pressure on the first in the second and the third date. D-Flo just said it best. We don't even need food to get to know each other. I could literally FaceTime you and talk to you for 10 minutes, and I and I could really get to know you. And in 10 minutes, that'll let me know if you worth spending a dollar on or not. Real shit. FaceTime. FaceTime. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, me, I, I, I strongly agree with that. I strongly yeah, agree you know, with that. Me, yeah, me, uh, me um, maybe going to see you do something or speak at at, at a at an engagement or maybe you're helping your friend do something and I and I'm around that environment. I'm gonna see how you act because in that moment I'm gonna tell myself, is this somebody even worth dating? Because then if I say yay, I gotta deal with whatever the fuck I just saw. I gotta deal with however it made me feel when I saw it. I gotta deal with how it made me feel when I saw it, when I saw it, and at the same time, how I internalized that shit. Because it could have just been that one fucking night, or this could just be who the fuck this person is. And now I got to ask myself, do I really want to date this person? Because everybody may look good, and we may be having a good conversation about going on a date, but then I've also learned very quickly, yo, everybody is not dateable. You just, just and we also gotta be, look. and we also gotta be keeping a stack, bro. Not every Let person that you go on these with date show. with is meant for anything beyond the point a of a date. Or, and to be blunt, you just want to smash. At the end of the day, yeah. a lot of times you meet this woman, you be like, "Yo, she's very attractive. I think she's cool." Well, you know, you, you ain't trying to go past the date, man. Like at the end of the day. I think it's all fair. And I feel like I would be that type of person. Like, if I was a single nigga, I think I would be the type of nigga to be like, yo, like, like we cool and all. We've been talking for, for a week or two. I think we're cool. Yeah, yo, let, let, let's go out. Let's go hang out. Like, what, what you trying to do? Like, because I, I don't know, like, you know, you can always go grab some food, but you're trying to do something different. Like, I, I, I could see me dwelling into that type of conversation. I'm not just going to be like, yo, I'm taking you out tonight. And then 
I take you out and I'm about to take you to some nice restaurant, you'll be like, ooh, that spot, mm, I've been there before. I don't really like it. I had a bad experience there before. And I'm just like, I made the reservation, though. I made the reservation. Like, where are we going now? Like, what what we finna do? You want to go watch a movie? I'm not really into movies. Nobody fit in to play that game. That's so, the shit that be bothering me. So go. what y'all telling me is y'all want me to go down the fucking ladder of things to possibly do. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go to Top Golf. Nah, I don't really like that. That's not really my thing. Okay, let's go to dinner. Mm, let's do something different. Okay, let's go to a museum. Uh, I'm not into art. What the fuck do you want to what do? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? And, and that's why... And that's why I just said everybody's not dateable, bro. Because it gets to a point where it's like, uh, you're being very like. I feel like n- niggas might get killed for this statement. There's a lot of girls who already have told themselves that they are the catch, they're the prize, and they are the table. However, when you actually date these girls at the table, they don't know diddly what shit. You actually listen to how they talk, spit at the side of their mouth, starting to foam. Every five minutes, they're <laughs> on their cell phone. Every, every three seconds, they pat in their hair. They weave. That's not really their Oh, hair. this nigga's coming. Um, like, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like, yo, I'm trying to have an intellectual conversation with you without any, without, without, without any distractions. And this whole fucking time, you're a whole fucking distraction. You thought food was going to come in between us. No, bitch, it's you. You're coming in between us. I, I can't get to know Yo, you right Yo, that now. reminds me. I will never forget the time. I can't get to know you. I took a girl on a date, and we ended up going to... She wanted some seafood. So I picked the spot, but she told me she wanted seafood. We ended up at the seafood spot, and we're at a booth. Shorty's putting her legs up. Shorty's... <laughs> can't make this shit up bro okay shorty's laying across the fucking booth and i'm All like right. yo what are you doing <laughs> we at, we outside like what the fuck is going on and she was like i don't care i was, I was like oh shit wow nah mm. boy wow i don't wow. patoot sir <laughs> I don't know what I you want me to do with that. this. Too, just, I, I can't be uh, a uh, waiter. I can't uh, be in this game with y'all niggas, bro. That check, shit, please. Uh, I'm out. There's three things that would irritate the shit out of me, bro. Besides the fact of you fucking around, not making up your mind what the fuck you're trying to eat, is the conversation part. You trying to talk about something and it's crickets. Or she she pretending like she know what she's talking about. But or she, she all on the phone? She's she all on, she on the phone the whole time. Every word is a one-word answer. So how was your day today? It was good. <laughs> so what, what you do? Yo. I, I do. I work at my job. <laughs> Yo. First and D-Flo's last date, boy. So, so now D-Flo, you start. D-Flo's not lying. Yeah, not now you start going through the list of shit to talk about. So you see what's been happening in the news? Yeah, man, it's crazy. <laughs> Why did you come out? What was the, Like, if you ain't want to be then, here. And then, and then. And then D Flow, she 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 picks her head up. Is the food almost ready yet? I'm starving. Now, now you gotta look at her and be like, "All right, cool." That that's that. And then she wonder why you ain't hit her up again. Oh, we had such a great time the last time. We should no, do it again. No, the fuck we didn't. 
on red, <laughs> and ho. And then you hear. Good. <laughs> and then you hear, and then you hear, niggas ain't shit. Yeah, because you didn't, you didn't want to go, go back out. Niggas ain't shit. Niggas waste your time. And it's like, but a nigga can't say that. And meanwhile, the whole time is like the nigga sitting there like, no, you wasted my time. And now I feel Sorry, like, <laughs> like I was sit here. But enough of, of the the niggas. Let's let's get a, yeah, a young let's, woman. Let's get the chicks on on the phone to give her perspective. You have reached the voicemail of Patriana Jones. I am so sorry Hello? that I called. But if you leave your name hear. and the reason why you're calling, I will get back to you. Hold on. Am I bugging? Oh, VM, that's bro. Patrick, you here? Please record your message. That phone, oh, that's, that phone is off. That's a dub. Hold on. Let me try it yeah. again. Phone is off, case. Nah, I, I think it, it rang out. I had the um, Bluetooth flow, though. Um, I'll wait for her to call, oh, okay. me, call me back. Let's, let's call Let's call Nisi. Bishop. Hi, uh, hello, Nisi. You are live on Dad Hats and Bow Ties. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> so <laughs> oh, we shit. we are having a conversation regarding a meme that has been going around uh, with a young woman. Let me uh, let me pull up the meme. So the young Nisi woman F baby makes a makes a tweet, and the tweet okay. is, "How do men ask you on a date and then ask you what do you want to do?" Negro, it was your idea. And a guy responds, shaking my head, he tripping. How dare him be considerate and value your input? Nisi, how do you feel about a man asking you on a date and then asking you what you would like to do on that date? Um, I don't mind. I mean, yeah, he's definitely taking into consideration what you want to do. I mean, most dudes just want to Netflix and chill and then touch your ass. So... Yeah, yeah. If he asks you what you want to do, just say what you want to do. Why make it more difficult than it has to be? Do you feel like the man? Because the the issue that seems to be the case is that a lot of women feel like if a man does that, he is being lazy with the planning, and basically, he you might as well have taken yourself out on a date. Um, not necessarily. Not not in every situation. I mean. Hood niggas, yeah, they're probably lazy and don't want to really <laughs> plan anything. But, you Damn. know, there's some guys that really just want to take into consideration what you want to do. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Distinguish, you have any any questions? First oh, and foremost, no, I'm just no, so no. happy that we got, <laughs> we got fucking NCF baby in this motherfucker. You heard? Ow, ow, ow. You heard? Uh, it was so it, it it was so good briefly cashing up with you beloved last week. That was love. That was lit. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. I was I was gonna say, um, so it, so in your opinion, are hood niggas more illiterate in terms of the dating realm? Like all they do is just They don't date. They got <laughs> Damn <laughs> they Good get point. food and chill. Yep. Yo, yo, yo! We might have to get a hood nigga on here to defend himself at might some point. All the facts right there. Probably not watching this. Oh no! <laughs> Educational value. Come on. 
Yeah. I'm just saying, at some point, bro, you know we that might nigga, have you to know just. You know that nigga on the block right now, bro. To, he on the block. To be fair, we might need to. No. <laughs> I need to talk to her. Ice cup. Not the ice cup. In the A and E. Right. With the ice cup. Come on now. They're not listening to y'all. Oh. That 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 would need like brain cells and stuff. No, no, this so, is bad. But you know, I I I have a I have, I have a deeper question then because again, as I said, I was not gonna say. And I almost slipped up and said the nigga name. It's so crazy. I'm trying. I'm trying to be oh, good. At, trying to be good about this. Uh, long story short, there's a guy that I've known my whole life, and he's been friends with my brother since. You know, what I mean, we found out that that white lady, you know. Didn't make Wonder Bread. Anyway, um, mm. long story short, he, in my opinion, has not had enough experiences to take women out to restaurants because his ideal first date. Not judging anybody, it would not be mine though. Maybe that's because I, I'm 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 a bit experienced. His mm-hmm. ideal first date is red is Red Lobster. What are your thoughts on Red Lobster? Ideal first date. You going or you're not going? Red Lobster. Red Lobster. It, it mean, sounds like you're not going. It sounds like a dope. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Just it say it's like a, a dope. dope you know you. <laughs> Red Lobster, though? Come on. I, I think I honestly went to Red Lobster like twice in my life. Me too. I'm not even, yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm not a Red Lobster type of girl. Listen, I'm going so to Red Lobster think- with my homies and, or like a group event. I, I, I mean, it's. As a first if you don't date, have nah. Experience, you could always like you know go for a walk in the park, talk, get a little snow. Nisi, which hood niggas you know is stuff. doing that? I'm which just, which hood niggas you know are? In park. You're a little bit in of general. a different okay. type of girl, though. So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like some of our <laughs> listeners are going to hear you and be like, what does oh, that mean, like she not really telling the real like. But what they don't understand is that you are a different type of girl. Which, what, and She's what I mean by that woman. is you don't feed into the hype of social media that, I, that we see going on where I think a lot of people are getting more materialistic, but just based off of seeing tweets and seeing posts go viral with the same thought, even though the thought is stupid as hell. And I think that's, yeah. that's part of what's happening here where it's like, there's a common thought that when a man asks you what do you want to do when he, he asks you on a date, that the man is being lazy. The other one that I heard is that the man is really not interested in you because otherwise he mm-hmm. would have planned it. He would have made sure to take the time to make sure all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed. So are we talking about the first date? We're talking about first date. We're talking about any type of... Jesus Christ, these yeah. girls are lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's why half y'all going. Damn. <laughs> oh <here>. shit. <laughs> like, like, come on, let's be realistic now. Like, oh my gosh, I can't with this question. Um, I mean, Nisi, I did say earlier before you got on. I feel like a women put way too much in general. Women put way too much pressure on the first date. Like they put so much yes. into that one date. Like, what the fuck is what? What the fuck is one date? What is that? That a nigga's gonna be nervous on regardless. I just want, <laughs> I just need guys, everybody like, to know. You guys want a dude like the first date to basically propose, <laughs> or yeah. or to just yeah. be like, I think sometimes it's just this expectation that a dude is supposed to show up and just have every 
every every I dotted, every T crossed, come out. But the joke about that is the woman, 95% of the time, doesn't have her eyes dotted or T's crossed herself. So how can you expect a man to do that, but you can't even do that for yourself? I'm not here to disagree. <laughs> Damn, Nisi, you choosing I'm violence right now. You choosing violence right now. My God. I know a lot of females, no disrespect to my homegirls, hey, I know a lot of females that are asking a lot from men, but half of them live at home with their parents too. Mm. Half Damn. of them don't have a car themselves. Mm. So are you really looking for a savior or are you really Damn. looking for a man that you can build with? Oh my God. Well, Oh Lord. Well, see. Oh Lord. That is the that is the issue, and I know I'm not saying date down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying settle. Obviously, you can work with a dude with a little potential doing something. You know, I'm not saying go for the. Damn, she said with a little potential, a little bit. You can fuck with the nigga in the projects, boo. You can fuck with him in the projects. (laughs) I mean, if he that nigga work for the parks department, a one, and he just needs a little motivation, we can work with that. Let's let's try it out. I'm not saying like after six months, if he's still in the projects and he still has like you know. Cockroaches and sleeping on the, the floor and stuff like that. Yeah. We wait, can't work wait. with that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Listen, I know a lot of women. I know a lot of women hate Kevin Samuels because they they haven't heard him speak at length. They only see some of the clips and some of the shit he say be wild. But the one yeah. thing that he does focus on is that there is a lack of partnership between men and women, and that is what the main sure. issue is. I don't think a lot of people understand, like, when you talk about some of these people that are with super successful men, they were there when the dude was not successful. Had nothing, yeah. And so when you look and you say you want a a dude who has six, you want to meet a dude who has six figures, but you're not really bringing anything that's going to make him feel like you're his partner. Other than lashes. Exactly. Other than looking dope, now there are niggas that like trophy wives. They do want just a girl that this looks good and they don't care about anything else. But there are also a lot of men that want a partner that matches whatever it is that they're doing. Maybe it's a partner for them to, you know, maybe it's someone that they're looking for in terms of the traditional role of partnership, or maybe it's someone mm-hmm. that they're looking for to be an equal partner in some way, shape, or form. Doesn't necessarily mean that you got to pay bills like this or that or whatever, mm-hmm. or maybe it does mean that, but I do, I, mm-hmm. I feel like that lack of partnership is really why a lot of people find themselves single and miserable and don't understand why it is that they can't find a puppet nigga or they can't find a chick that's just going to, been to they will like you need a partner you need someone who can check you and balance you so that's just mm-hmm. my that's my two cents on it um like you said earlier i think it's, it has a lot to do with social media like relationship goals everybody wants to like skip the steps of that work to get to relationship goals whatever that is because mm-hmm. everybody has their issues everybody goes through their their shit that they go through um i, I really don't understand I know I'm a young buck, but I really don't understand how people our age just is so selfish and doesn't want to put in the work and thinks that everybody should just save them. Every relationship is a savior. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. That's just me. Well, Nisi. Sometimes, sometimes before you go, Nisi, I've just learned. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just dating you just dating people just to learn more about yourself so that you can become not not just a better dater over time, but then you become a bit more precise, a bit more accurate, a bit more 
you have a bit more precision in what it is that you want and who you want. And then you don't do all the other shit you were doing when you were dating. You're doing that because you're in the dating phase. And then when you get out of that shit, you kind of like mature, you graduate, you get the fucking diploma, you get the ring on the finger, you get the house and the two kids and you lit. But you got to go through the motions. I agree. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree to that. You definitely have to date to know what you want, what what you can't handle, what you can't handle, what what characteristics you like, what characteristics you don't like, even about yourself. You mm. understand yourself more. What what how you react to things like dating. You just date. People need to just date and stop looking for people to build them up or buy them this or do this or dozen rows and that. I can't. <laughs> Nisi. Too much. We're going to let you go. Yes, we love you. Um, love you more. I miss you guys. We got to chill. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. That's right. a fact. So I'm going to call Patri back, Patriana. Um, let's see what she says. Uh, all right. Let's see if this goes through this time. That was a good conversation. Patriana, hello, hello. yes, uh, Miss uh, Queen Kinky Game Night herself. Um, welcome to Dad Hats and Bow Ties. You are live. Oh shit! Okay, okay, okay. So, hey, Dad Hats and Bow Ties. I cannot sing, so I'm gonna go ahead and stick to kink. What's up? So, <laughs> mm, spicy, <laughs> spicy, spicy. So, Patri, we there is some. Some stuff floating around on social media. And um, we've already gave our guy take. All right. We have already gotten some of some of our feelings out about it. We just spoke to another young lady about it. But we now have come to you to see how you feel about this particular situation. So there is okay. a post going on on social media. Is a young lady and she's like, how do men ask you on a date and then ask you what you want to do? Negro, it was your idea. And a guy responds, shaking my head, he tripping. How dare him consider it? How dare him be considerate and value your input? How do you feel about that? Oh, well, you know what? Honestly, it's like, um, I think that if you are approaching me Mm -hmm. and you are asking for my time, you want to take me out on a date, then it makes sense that you would plan it, right? Like, um, it makes sense that you would surprise me. Like, for me, I like the type of energy. I like when a man comes to me and they're like, you know, I booked reservations at 8 p.m. You're joining, right? Or something like that. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I'm like, uh, yes, I guess I am joining you. I think you're dressed. But on the other side of that, uh, I think that... Um, the the guy is the one that responded and said, "Oh, oh, how dare he not um, appreciate your input?" No, no, no. He was being sarcastic, and he said, "Right, right." But he was, but it was a male. He was basically saying the dude is being considerate and trying to get your input on the date. No, right, right. I was mm. just trying to make sure that it was a it was a male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a guy. It was a guy. So that only makes sense when something is already established. You get what I'm saying? So if I'm dating someone consistently or I'm someone's woman at that point and they're like, hey, babe, you know, like, what would you like to do tonight or something like that? That makes sense. So I get my input. But if you're approaching me, asking to court me from the very beginning, um, it just comes off kind of lazy to be like, hey, let's like 
have planned this. Let's like, let's plan this date together that I am asking you to go on. It's like, bro, <laughs> no, like you, you know, like it, it just shows like low quality energy, uh, very low value energy in my opinion. So, but after after something is established, yeah, it makes sense to be like, hey, you know, then it could be a collaborative effort, but so not at the beginning. So my question is this. Why why does it feel like or why does it come off like he's asking you to join in on the planning? Asking you what, what you want to do doesn't necessarily mean that he wants you to tell him where to take him. I mean, where to take you and um, like what time you should be ready or anything like that. Maybe he's just trying to probe to figure out what it is that you like. Right. But that's like, that's, it's like a cop out, right? So like when you think about dating, mm -hmm. you're asking someone to give you their time so that you can um, basically introduce yourself to them. Like you're, you're like, Hey, I'm interested in you and I want to get to know you. And ultimately I want you to get to know me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, it tells a lot about a person what they choose to do on the first date. So if you're asking me, what do I want to do? And, and you're like, it's like a cheat code. It's like you're trying to like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't want to make the wrong choice. So like, let me just see what you want to do. And it's like, but no, you know, like, what would what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to show me? And however I respond to that is the most natural response, right? Because that's who you are. Like based on what you would choose to do with me on the first date, you are exposing who you are as an individual. Mm -hmm. And that gives me the ability to really figure out like, is this someone that I mess with or I don't mess with? If you're like just asking me what I want to do, it's like you're you're kind of like just trying to get the cheat code to dating me. And it's like, no, like we are either going to mesh or we're not. You figure it out, and I'll let you know if this works for me. That's how I look at it. Hold on. So before you go, before you go any further, uh, I just, I just have to ask this. So, in your opinion, you feel like he's asking for the cheat code, but isn't it a bit more fair to say that what if you don't like seafood, and I take you to a seafood restaurant that only serves seafood? What what's the what's because it's, it's like I'm doing a disservice to myself at this point now, because if I take you to this place that you obviously don't like this food, if I take you to a steakhouse, you don't eat red meat. Now, yeah, before but, we can even the steakhouse, there's more options than red meat. Like there, there's very few restaurants in the world where um, there's just going to be that. And then also what well, that would show like you're like very narrow to take them to a place where there's not options. Also, if you're a considered and detail oriented person. You're going to say, hey, I would like to book reservations for us here. Do you have any allergies? What's your what's your dietary restriction? And then you go plan the date. Like, again, you, that's, a, that's a simple question to ask. But you don't have to sit there and be like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to the beach? Do you want to go? No. If you plan to take me to a restaurant, all you need to know is if I have any dietary restrictions. And then you go do the planning and I'll join you there. That's just a question. That, that could be a simple question. Anyone that is smart or they have critical thinking skills. Or they're detail oriented. They'll just ask that. They'll know to ask that question. I know because I've been asked that on dates before, prior to dates being planned for me. I'm sorry. I have to. Uh, I have to be distinguished right now. This is I have a question. God. I have a question for you. Your first date with somebody that you really, really like. Now, I really want you to think about this. 
that you mm -hmm. really liked. Yeah. Were they this thought out in how you are describing how a first date initially should be if somebody's trying to get your attention? Or is this a trial and error response of what you went through and now this is actually the standard of what you would appreciate? No, so it's, uh, it's a combination of both, right? So it's like from maybe when I was like 19 to 21 years old, right? Uh, like you have young boys, young men who are like, Hey, you know, uh, you know, what do you want to do? Like, you want to come to my house and chill or you, you know, you want to just go to the, like the movie or like, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it gets to be like, this very, very like, you know, I just want to spend time with you, but I just want to spend time with you. Like, I'm not really, I don't know how to like court you. They just, they just know that they want to be in your presence. And then it's from like okay. being exposed to other men that just have the energy. I mean, like, and you're like, wait, <laughs> this exists? Oh, crap. This actually exists. So it's that standard now because it exists. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, even when, um, slightly off topic, but still relevant, even when people say, like, oh, you know, people make time for you, um, you know, they'll make time for you no matter how busy, how busy they are. That's true. You know, like, my ex-partner, um, I had an ex-partner who, you know, he traveled a lot, but this man would literally, you know, spend four or $500 to, like, like change his flight just to see me for six or seven hours before he would have to go back to his regular program again it's like that is the type of energy that some men have whereas like other men will you know they want you to uber to them they want you to you know split the bill they they it's just a different energy so it's like it's up to the woman to decide like what is your standard because you can have this type of man that will do what it takes to see you, even if it, it costs a lot or it's inconveniencing him. If he wants you, he'll do it. And then you have other men who's like, I want you, but like, if, you know, if you're not available, then all right, cool. Well, I guess it just didn't work out. Like, there's no effort there. So for me, my standard is based on the fact of what I've experienced. And it's like, once you know something, you can't go back. And I don't have to because those type of men are, you know, they're in numbers. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, there's not a, there's not a low quantity of detail-oriented, courteous men. Um, if you think there are, then you just probably are in the wrong areas and locations. Let's stay right there on this vein. I like you fucking hit a nerve. I like this shit. But my, my butt jiggled a little bit. A little kinky back there. All right, so this energy that you're talking about, <laughs> when you establish, I like this energy. I like when he's like, yo, what are you doing? And they're like, nothing, babe. What are you doing? I'm about to book you a motherfucking flight to Paris. I'm about to go do something real quick. I want to see you for six hours. You're going yeah. to get on K. You're going to get on KLM at JFK. You're going to Terminal fucking seven. And I'm going to see you in seven hours. You like that energy. But this energy that you're talking about, this energy, I don't think, my opinion, is from a quote unquote courteous man this is from a man that just actually wants to do this because there could be other men that are just as courteous as this man but they're not doing that because they don't equate the time and traveling and money with how they feel about being with you it's not they're not putting like a price on it yeah and, and you're I not, agree with you. yeah. it's, not a, it's not about a price though so like i'll give another example it was a musician that i was dating um 
he is a up and coming musician and um right he didn't have the same type of money as the individual that could fly me out and do those things but he was a creative so like he did very romantic dates like picnics at the beach and it was just a lot of effort right so like mm-hmm. a picnic at the beach probably cost him thirty dollars but like he had soundtrack made he had you know like he cooked it was like fruit and wine and stuff like that and then we you know when it got nighttime we had amazing kinky sex on the beach and like oh my gosh you did this and it's like it was planned out Right. And like, I appreciate that energy as much as I would my, um, the other guy who would spend all that money to see me. Like that, like that's his love language because he has the capacity, right? Like he has the resources. Right. So he's going to do that. Like it would be offensive for him to have that type of lifestyle and try to Netflix and kill me. Like that would show what he thinks about me because, you know, like the, the woman that you're dating, like she, um, your lifestyle should reflect in her. Like, you can't have all of these things. You want this woman's time, but, like, you want to treat her like she's McDonald's. So it made sense for him to do that. Like, it would have been, it would have showed a lot for him to, like, have that much resources, but he's just trying to, like, not, you know, like, yeah, not trash me out. Like, when he literally has the resources. Whereas the other guy, he didn't have resources, but he is very creative. He's very talented. Like, he's a very innovative individual. So, like, for him, it would have been like, really, like, that. you do all that, like, you're such an innovative and creative person, and you're choosing to, like, just to ask me to come over and, like, watch Martin, like, really, that's what you're doing? So it's the same thing, it's just according to, like, that individual, like, it's the, it's the energy, it's the effort of energy, um, which I agree, it doesn't have a price point, but it is a certain energy point that shows I put effort into this. I mean, I, and that is my I can agree with that. My only pushback would be, I had this conversation with one of my friends before, where it's like, okay, let's say the man asks you to, uh, what would you like to do? And you, you say, I'd like to go to dinner. And he says, cool. And then he pulls up, uh, with gifts and flowers, you get into the car. He takes you to this amazing spot, um, the lakefront, all types of craziness going on. Is he still lacking effort because he asks you what you would like to do for that day? Because to me, that would be a lot of effort. It's just that he wanted to be sure that the activity he picked made sense for the both of you. Um, I think it will really just boil down to that guy and his delivery. I think that it, a lot of times it's not about what you say, but how you say it. And yeah, I, I mean, I know I keep using the word energy, but it just, yeah, it really circumcised the energy. Like you, you just, you know, a person that, you know, a person about like their character and like what their intentions are, you know, and and even just like, you know, the way that they touch and like the way that they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. So like for me personally, that would really be contingent on that person. So like, um, mm-hmm. if, if I met a person that like, you know, again, like he just kind of gave like young, like run the street type of vibe and he's asking me that, I'm probably like, this, this boy is already about that. Like he, he is, it's, it's not, it's not feeling too good. It's not feeling too promising. Whereas like, 
if I've kind of like been in contact with, you know, a, a gentleman who like just really carries himself well, mm-hmm. and like he, he has like certain mannerisms and, you know, that it's like, oh, like, you know, he seems like a very considerate person or he seems like a person that just moves in a way of like, okay, I want to get this right. Um, mm-hmm. Again, like it's just the way that they would communicate it. Um, I think that they would be a little bit suave with how, you know, they they say it. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it just depends on the approach. So a lot of because um, there's ways to ask, like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, I want to plan something. You know, like I like, you know, what are your interests? Or um, I'm not saying what are your interests, but like it's a way to try to figure out what a person's interests are. Without just coming out and being like, so for this date, uh, what do you have in mind? And like, what do you want to do? Or like, what do you, you know, like, it's just a way to yeah, be a little smooth with it. Okay. And it so a situation. it's a little bit of like a, a, the wording. So I can, un- I can understand that too. Like there is a, such a thing as like, you know what I mean? Someone saying something in a smooth way and someone saying something in a way where it's saying the same like, message. You know they trying to keep it. They they trying to keep it low energy, low cost. Like they're just coming in just on some like I'm trying to just kind of get you to myself for like the easiest bit of one around. It. It's like it feels like that. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna just stay home. And, um, okay, so I think I found a common thread that I could kind of hold on to, and that is the way they present the idea of what do you want to do if it if it's coming off there's a there are two different ways that it can come off there's a way where someone can present it to you in a confident way where it doesn't feel like they're just doing it because they just want to try to find the easiest way to get access to you it's just they're they're actually inquiring but you feel like there's a particular energy that you can feel around different approaches if someone does it in a certain type of laissez-faire type of way that's going to turn you off as opposed to someone who you are may already have preconceived to be a plan for uh, someone who plans and is thoughtful. And they ask you that in a sp- particular type of way, that's going to give you more of a, okay, they got something up their sleeve. So I'm more willing to participate in this as opposed to it just seeming like, all right, they want to have access to me. But when we have access to one another, there's really no plan as to what we're going to do. And it's, like we're just going to be potentially wasting each other's time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You brothers, do you have anything <laughs> else for Miss Patriana before we wrap up with her and let her go? No, thank you so much for uh, giving us your insight. Yes, thank you for the insight. Of course. Now, Patriana, I know you were probably a little tight at me and you're not going to say it. We're going to talk about it later because I was supposed to come out there this weekend. But I have a actual Actually, really good reason. And I'm going to tell you on air. David. No, no, I'm going to tell you on air because I have a brother here that can vouch for me. So, Distinguish had a birthday. What was it? About a month ago now, we can say? A month? Uh, Almost. Actually, yeah, in two days, it'll be a month. Exactly. And during that vacation, I got a rental car. Distinguish, can you vouch for that? Of course. Okay. Now, during this vacation... I crashed the rental car. Yo, I couldn't believe you fucking crashed that shit. Oh, my God. And so that messed up my plans for the rest of uh, the month. And so we will talk off air. But also, also, you also (laughs) know I wasn't talking to you for like two weeks, Miss Patriana. But do you want to 
Do you want to plug Kinky Game Night or anything else that you're working on? I mean, the name says it all for my kink-loving, body-positive, freedom-searchers, freedom-seekers. I like that word better. Freedom-seekers, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Check out Kinky Game Night. The page is unlocked right now, so you can go right on Kinky Game Night Instagram and see all of the melanin juiciness that goes on. I like and, the word um, choice. I like the word choice. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for uh, asking me these questions, and I hope you tell us to learn this thing or two. All right. See, okay. now now you going. <laughs> she, <laughs> she got, now she had to it mess over. it up. Like, wow. <laughs> Damn. No, ain't nobody learning shit. Said, y'all, <laughs> she said, y'all motherfuckers. Listen, listen, she said, y'all listen, motherfuckers don't know how to court. She said, y'all not a court. The fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh my god! First of all, I love East Coast accents. So whoever that is, you're kind of yummy. <laughs> Within second, you know, you know, what the deal second, is, man. Uh, <laughs> second, guys, I'm, I'm Aries Moon. I have to be a little bratty at the end, but at least I'm making it up. I'm being nice. I said the East Coast accent sounds oh great. Oh my, yo, go, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks a lot. My New York fitted loves you. It, it, it just kissed you. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, we got two oh, very boy. different perspectives on that com- that conversation. We can let the audience oh, do boy. whatever they would like to do with that. Yeah, let the audience do it. All I already know, know before we stand. Before we move the fuck on. All I want to know is <laughs> are we getting episode. the same motherfucking energy? That's what I wanted to ask, bro. That's what I wanted to ask. That's what I wanted to ask. I forgot to ask, bro. I was going to ask. I was going to say. Well, what is this same thoughtfulness going? Like you're just coming to the date. This is not on Patrick. I'm talking about women in general. You're just general, coming right. to the date. So is this same thoughtfulness coming into? I, I guess what the the clothes that you wear, and I know that hair is more expensive. So the hairstyle that you decide to do that night, like, do y'all equate? Is that what y'all are equating it to? Because the thoughtfulness y'all asking niggas to go the lengths and jumps and hoops for a first it's, date it's is a lot. When all you got to do is show up or not even show up, get picked up, get picked it's up. It's the first fucking day, bro. And I didn't have shorties that I had to pick up in bad weaves, wigs to the side. Damn. <laughs> I don't know if they took a shower that day. Like, Yo, yo. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, yo. but I'm just saying. There, there's nah, been times we we know we we know the one that didn't take a shower. Yo, <laughs> I'm just saying there have been times where the thoughtfulness wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't equal, and I don't know. I find it interesting, but I can I can understand what Patrick was saying about um the energy because there are niggas out there that are are just trying to find access. I get that part. I just don't know if that's the majority of men. I don't know if that's the majority of men that say hey you know what i mean i want to take you out um but what is it that you would like to do what's what are some of the things you'd like to do or what are some of the things that you like you know what i'm saying i feel like all of that is the same shit i just feel like it's word semantics women like to hear it a certain going type to, of way going to dinner for the average dude who's trying to get to know a girl if you don't have anything else in the back of your mind after dinner, I'm not talking about just dinner. I'm talking about dinner with that girl. 
And the other thing in the back of your mind is fucking. You got to reevaluate why you're taking her out on dinner in the first place because you don't need to go on dinner to fuck a girl. All right? You're just going to put that shit the fuck out there. If you actually have to take a girl out just to see if you're going to smash, bro, you're better off watching a porno at home and ordering uh, Chinese food. Just being honest. <laughs> this is a fact. Just being honest. Issa Rae will be, oh, yes. will be casted as Spider-Woman. Um, for I I think it's the next animated Spider Man. I think they're doing an Into the Spider Verse two, and she will be casted as Spider Woman. I think that is super dope. Um, I think Issa Rae is really pushing her envelope, and we're about to really see her in full force after having been been on the same network for the last five going on six years. She's entering her final season her final contractual agreement with her hit TV show, Insecure, which stemmed from her uh, YouTube series, uh, The Diaries of an Awkward Black Girl. Um, she's on fire right now, kids. Since she came out through the gate, you know, she's just been on fire. So shout out to Easter Ray for paving the way for all these young, beautiful black girls who are uh, letting it be known that they black magic is out here and it's real. And uh, people are winning and people see the grind. So shout out to her for getting picked up. And I think Spider-Man is a dope platform. It's going to put her in a different conversation so shout out to her yeah now there's another interesting thing floating around the internet regarding diddy and a young entrepreneur Um, please play that clip god damn yeah let me see if i can find this clip because that shit look low-key heartbreaking diddy i don't even i don't even know if diddy is fully aware of what he's being accused of but i let me just go to... It's looking the, dicey. Let me go to the site and see if I can find it. Um, yeah, I mean, this is an interesting conversation. Ripped yeah, it out is. Of your chest. For the past year, I've been building, developing, and promoting my black business discovery app called Circulate. This past Wednesday, P. Diddy announces he's creating a black business discovery platform called Shop Circulate. This is what a black entrepreneur faces all the time. We go underfunded... We can't get loans. We don't have a network to get resources from. Like, look, man, I'm a kid from the South Ward of Newark, New Jersey. I can't fight this machine all alone. I need help. Follow us on Instagram. Donate to our GoFundMe. Links are in the bio. And if somehow this reaches the ear of P. Diddy directly, you can email me at drixon at circulatetheapp.com. Yeah. So how do y'all brothers feel about about this uh, particular situation? Um, you know, this reminds me, and we actually covered this story, shit, this how you know we fucking do podcasts. We covered this story when we first started the podcast. Do you fellas remember that young artist that was accusing Rihanna of stealing Bitch Better Have My Money? Yes, sir. This reminds me of that same situation, but I think the difference between then and now is that these kids actually got fucking smarter. And they got a bit, they got a bit more tech savvy. So I feel like back then we was like, ah, oh, we don't know, maybe, maybe, because I, I don't think the girl said Rihanna took her song. I think the girl said Rihanna took her hook, and then Rihanna actually made the whole shit in a fucking song. But this situation, I mean, Diddy, Diddy, I love you to death. Okay, uh, for real, for real. One of my biggest inspirations in terms of just, you know, getting it done, hard work, 
uh, putting people on, you know, and putting on for the city at the same time. If this shit is true and you know that you are a whole entire machine by yourself, you need to sit this man in a room, have a private conversation with him, don't even need to put the shit online, and just be open and honest with him like, yo, I might have gotten a whiff of Circulate and I wanted to add my spin on it and here's what I'm willing to do. I got the machine. I will pay you to give us more ideas to make it whatever. And then, you know, maybe at some point the kid could, you know, walk away with a dope, dope, a better experience with his idea. Because even if Diddy allegedly, if Diddy allegedly took the shit, the kid's not winning. I don't care how much money the nigga get a GoFund. He's not winning. And that's just that. That's just the truth. He's not going to win that. I mean, here's my take. I'm not discrediting it that this happens in the industry. It does. Right. I just don't think it happens at the frequency that we see posts or accusations like this come out. Um, I remember when See The Thing okay. podcast came out, there was a young lady who was going about saying that she feels like, but she's not sure, but she thinks, but she half knows that the See The Thing title was stolen from her. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I honestly, because I know the people involved to some extent, don't believe that that's how it happened. I don't think that that's what happened. I think a lot of times, especially things with catchphrases, now this is a particular, this is a little different, but I'll get to the to my point in a second. With catchphrases, it's, it's easy for all of us to kind of see a catchphrase and be like, ooh, this is popping. I think I'm going to turn this into something. Um, now, to this particular situation, creating a black marketplace is something that one of my friends told me she was interested in doing sometime about a year ago. And so mm. the idea is not, I guess, as like underground as maybe some would think where it would seem like this young man is saying, yo, I had this idea. Ain't nobody else had this idea basically, but now Diddy got the idea and because Diddy has it, I can't compete, which I can understand that. Like, yeah, your app next to his app may not get the same press, may not get the same amount of businesses trying to sign up. I would still encourage you to drop the app if it's fully developed and everything. Not only does this give it exposure, but when you have multiple apps, there there are plenty of apps that do the same thing, that coexist. So I would still encourage him to drop it. Um, now, where it does get tricky is this word circulate. I don't see circulate as a word that anybody would just kind of run to. And I think Flo had made this point a long time ago where sometimes it might be interns looking for ways to do certain things and maybe find some joint and want to get accolades and shine. And so they present it as if it's their idea and make it seem like it doesn't exist. And then the artist just puts their name behind it. I I do kind of it's like up and down because, you know, once lawyers and stuff get involved, I would presume that the lawyers are doing their due diligence on their end to solidify everything and maybe they did and maybe this isn't patent or copywritten or you know anything like that maybe it's it hasn't gotten to that stage 
and they were able to just continue to move forward with it. But the word circulate, I think it's supposed to be in both app names. And that to me kind of is a little suspicious. But um, this happens a lot. Definitely is very suspect. And this happens. This happens a lot where ideas, we all think of similar ideas and it does become the rat race of who can produce it first. But I understand and I, I sympathize with and empathize with the young man because there is nothing worse than feeling like you have this a unique idea and you're about to blow up from it. And then a celebrity or someone with a big name puts out the same exact idea because you know that that celebrity is going to get way more attention than you. Um my last thing is, Diddy, if you do hear it, you got to do right by that man. And I'm not saying you that. You got to do right by that man, bro. And I'm not saying that he, that Diddy did anything wrong, but you do see a young black entrepreneur trying to make it. He's put his story out there. If you hear about it, add him to the team, maybe work something, something. else out. Something I think has to happen. That's my take. Diddy, remember. And D-Flow could vouch for this. Diddy, remember when you started? You was a paper boy, man. Before Bad Boy started, you was a paper boy. You was fucking delivering papers. That's how you was getting your money. That's how you was getting the, the street cred up. You was doing that for that uh, for um for for L.A. Face, man. And that man fuck um L.A. Reed, excuse me. Um, and that man really put you in a position. He became a mentor to you. You know what I mean? And then when you got into a position, Diddy. You know what I mean? You took Usher under your wing, even though he probably was a little bit too young. The shit you had that motherfucker a part of. The moral of the story is this. You know where this young man is at. You've been there before. You know the grind, the sacrifice, the trials and the tribulations of people that try to shoot you down, people that try to uh, come at your head. And you were able, with the right people around you, to not just build Bad Boy, build an entire conglomerate, to build fucking Sean Combs Enterprise, um, to not just build that, to build all the other things that you got going on after that, to build Revolt TV. You know how much this, at this current moment, means to this young man with all the shit that we've been going through with COVID and uh, social distancing and vaccines. Allow this young man to shine properly. Take that. Who else is taking it is Simone Biles, uh, who has won seven <laughs> U.S. all-round titles. Which makes it she's a goat. Uh, makes her the uh, woman with the most titles um, within that sport. Um, so kudos, wow. big ain't ups much to, to her, man. Yeah, ain't much else to say. You know, what I mean, it's she's definitely not much else to say, bro. She's amazing. <laughs> she's been amazing. She's going to continue to be amazing. Um, I love everything that she's doing. Everything about her. So if she stays out the way. You don't hear too much. She got her. She definitely stays out the way. So she got her football boyfriend. I hope that man does right by her. And you know what I mean? That's really what it is. So uh, kudos to them. Um, Facts. Now the playoffs. The playoffs have been very interesting this year. <sighs> How y'all feeling about the playoffs so far, y'all? I haven't even Listen, the sun don't the sun. The sun don't shine in the shade, okay? That's, that's all I, the sun don't shine in the shade, all right? Well... It's been a lot of it's been a lot of shit going on. For those who don't know, LeBron James has been knocked out of the playoffs. AD had a groin injury in I think it was game five or some shit like that, and they were not able to recover. And the Suns have advanced 
Um, Brooklyn, of course, beat Boston, swept them. No, they lost one game, almost swept them. You got the Jazz in there. The Mavs almost won against the Clippers, but the Clippers advance. Um, it's going to be an interesting playoff season. It's not the typical teams that we're used to seeing. The Knicks made their little splash for a minute. You know what I mean? But if y'all were to make predictions, who do you think is taking the title this year? Uh, from what I've been hearing, and I've been hearing more than I've been watching because I really haven't been watching the games. I, I watch highlight reels, to be honest. I, I watch overtime on the gram, and I watch YouTube, and I listen to interviews. And I might listen to the players' interviews after. Like, you know, I might listen to a Kyrie interview. Kyrie be saying some shit in his interviews. I'm sorry. He, to me, he's not even a ball player. That motherfucker is a humanitarian. That motherfucker be like, we got other shit to worry about than basketball, nigga. Niggas is dying in Palestine. I, f- I fuck with Kyrie a lot. Um, I think that the Brooklyn Nets is coming for blood, bro. I, I really, they're, come, they're coming for blood. They're coming for a lot of blood, actually. That's how I feel. Hello? I think it's going to be the Nets, man. I honestly think it's gonna be the Nets. I think they they they're gonna be the ones to beat this time, man. I think they're gonna Nets be the are, ones to beat. Nets are definitely coming. Um, and we still gotta worry about the Hawks, though. We gotta worry about the Hawks. Gotta worry about them. I don't think the Hawks have anything against the Nets. I think the Hawks are getting teams that they would beat, like the Knicks. The Knicks went cold once they got to the playoffs. Julius Randle just wasn't looking like nothing. So, um, in the in the shape that the Knicks showed up in, the Hawks should have won that series. The Hawks right now are going against Philadelphia, um, and Philly is supposed to be another one of those teams to watch out for. But uh, Embiid tore his meniscus, so he's playing with a torn meniscus. Uh, and I don't know how much that's affecting him in game, but I would presume it's affecting him to some degree. So what the fuck is he doing? They yeah, the Hawks almost <laughs> lost that game too, though. Philly almost beat them. So I don't know if the Hawks are really a threat to Brooklyn, but I think it, it will be the Nets versus the Hawks. I do feel like they're going to beat Philly. Um, so I think it's going to be the Nets versus the Hawks in the. Eastern Conference Final. Uh, mm-hmm. The Clippers are still alive. The Jazz um, and the Suns. And I think there's one more team. Obviously, there has to be one more team um, in the in the West that still trying to come out. That is a little bit more of a wild card. But I had the Suns probably going to the Western Conference Final. But that was before the Clippers. The, flip, the Clippers looked like they was getting cooked by the Mavs. I still don't know if they will be able to make it out of their series. But um, we'll, oh, the Nuggets is the other. The Nuggets, uh, Suns are going to take care of the Nuggets. I feel like, and then uh, I feel like between the Jazz and the Clippers, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. Jazz is a nice, hot young team, but. The Clippers, you can't count them out 100%. Like, you can never just count Kawhi out, even though they just, they boom and bust to me. I don't, I think they created that super team just to take on LeBron, and that's the only team that they really can 
kind of somewhat match up with. Like, everybody else just be dealing with them. So, I think the Nets is taking it this year, which would be crazy. I don't know if New York... Listen, the way the summer is going, I don't know if New York is ready for that. I don't don't think New York is ready for that, bro. Honestly to God. (laughs) This summer's already too hot. So, I really... I don't know. I also don't know what's going on with Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. I don't know if any of you brothers <laughs> care to explain that for, for me. <laughs> so I thought the last time we spoke, they it was it was on and popping. They was gonna do this versus. They are, but now now Bow Wow is out here talking about yo. I'm gonna sign the contract whenever the fuck I want to, and then uh, making fun of Soldier Boy's hairline, saying the, <laughs> the niggas nigga got braids, and he's like, yo, where's your hairline, fam? Oh. Bow Wow. Your whole career was built off braids. Cut it out, bro. Your whole career, bro. Like, cut it out. Just do the verses and make the bread. Yeah, man. just do the <laughs> fucking verses, make the money, and just shut the fuck up about everything else. Forever, yeah, like, please. he's just doing too much, bro. Like, doing yeah, too much, doing man. Like, get this shit out yeah, the way I, so we could get this roasting going. Yeah, the the, yeah. the, the fake fighting, it, it ain't it. I'm sorry. I don't know who, I don't know That's, who's conducting this shit at verses. But exactly. this shit is corny. We know that they really not beefing. I just like Yeah. We know it. Like it's not a real beef there. So And I don't even think Bow I want that smoke. I feel like Soldier Boy is a different type of nigga. I feel like whatever happened to him these last few years, Soldier Boy he'll turn some shit up real quick. So oh, that nigga Bow better chill. Before we go <laughs> to um before we move on, Shannon Fry said that LeBron should retire. Ooh. How y'all brothers feel about that? How old is Bron Bron? 36 now? 37? He's 36. He got to go, I think. He got to go to 40. Yeah, he got to go to 40. Bron got to, he's at 17 years in the league now. So, Bron. He got to make three more years. They said he averaged 20 in the, um, I think in the last game, he averaged 20 points. Like, in the last playoff series, he's been averaging 20 points instead of his, he normally averages at least 25. So they said, so Channing Fry is like, if he continues to average 20, he should retire. That nigga's still averaging more than the rest of the, more than I, a lot of niggas It sounds in the like league. the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Um, listen, but, I, did, I guess Channing Fry commentary just means that, listen, if you can't be at the top of your game anymore, you should bow out, bow out gracefully. Yeah, he's but essentially like, saying he, he would prefer him to, to be, to leave averaging 25. But, what I guess what's bothering me is we all know LeBron was hurt during this series. Well, I mean, if you've been watching, he rolled his ankle. Um, and so his ankle, he has, I think, a high ankle sprain. And then AD had the groin injury. So I'm just like, to me, this is a jump in the gun hot take just to get niggas talking. And we obviously took the bait, but. Speaking about niggas talking, a lot of niggas made a lot of memes about it, and I, I, I just, I just wanted us to just have a serious conversation about it, cause all of us, to an extent, in what we do, how we do it, we're, we're all competitive. You know, there's, there's not a lot of stuff I do rapping wise, or, you know, unless it's poetry these days, I would guess, or maybe trying to audition for a flick where I try to, I just try to go for blood. To be honest, that cry that LeBron James had. I don't even know if that was real, me, though, to be honest. 
Well, the 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 um the the things around him was that Cropped shit was made in. up. Yeah. Um, him crying, it it kind of made me think like, yo, like, what happens psychologically when you train, you train, you train, you practice, and then you lose, and then you cry like that? Because I was watching the other day, uh, certified. This thing called Certified with um, what's his what's his boxer's name? Uh, Shakur Stevenson. He's like an up and coming boxer. Um, uh, a really, really, a really, a really talented uh, young black man, and he lost one of his fights. And the commentator was trying to ask him questions as he was crying, and he couldn't do the fucking interview. Well, same thing happened with Serena Williams. She lost to. I was Naomi. just about to say, yeah, yeah. You know, and what it, and goes I, through people's mind when you break down? Because that's that's not a cry, bro. That's a wail. You're not crying. You're wailing. But I think that's what Naomi has been getting at, and we haven't really spoken about it yet. But that's what Naomi yeah, has her, been. Her, get, her, her shit is crazy. Been getting at with um, her comments and her movements regarding like the U.S. Open and things of that nature, and she's basically telling niggas like, yo. Y'all want us to do press when we're focused on arguably the most important parts of our life or, or or moments in our life. Like if I almost lose a set to or I almost lose a match to X, Y, and Z, and then you want to ask me five questions about, you know, how did I feel in that final set when I won by one point? I'm already probably sitting there in my head like shit. The competition is only going to get crazier from here. And I almost lost to so-and-so. Like, what do I got to do next? Da, 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 da. Or if I lost and you're asking me, how does it feel to have lost to what seems to be the next generation? If I'm not willing my to goodness. accept that that's the next generation yet, if I don't think that's the case, if I know I didn't play my best tennis or whatever, them questions are infuriating. Like, I'm not looking at it like it's always just a regular question. I mean, I guess that is the mindset that they would like, and this is where media training, which is a lost art, uh, should probably play play its card again. People should bring it back in certain instances. But yeah, bro, I think it's it. There's something to be understood about people reacting the way they're reacting regarding these interviews and not wanting to do them and. Having moments <laughs> which they're, everything is riding on. Because we are talking about like bragging type, bragging rights and titles, things of that nature. But we're also talking about the bag. Some of these contracts. Yeah, talking about a lot of fucking money. Yeah. yeah, some of these contracts are contingent on, yo, this Nike deal that you got, if you get another championship, we gotta, we'll throw an extra 200 mil on that. So what if you sitting there, you looking at it like, Damn, I'm not going to see that extra 200 mil that probably could have helped me do X, Y, and Z. I was I was looking at this money coming in and being able to use it to this degree. I mean, the to same get thing. A house, right? Yeah, the same thing happens in the music industry. If you go number one, that's why some of these niggas be going so hard about having a number one single or debuting number one on Billboard. That shit means something, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it means. In them contracts, it means something. If you go number one. You are going to get X, Y, and Z added to whatever it is. And if you don't, I don't know what to tell you. 
Like, simple as that. You, you couldn't make it simple. A lot of times, people don't realize what the stakes are. You feel me? Like, a lot of times we see these athletes or we see these actors, people within the entertainment industry, and we're like, yo, like, what? what's propelling them to want to achieve so much? Why are they so distraught when they don't get to achieve something? But we don't know what's riding on the background. We don't know what deals are on the line. We don't know how this how this situation could benefit them. You know, like you said, someone someone like Serena might have had a fifty million dollar stake on winning that and on winning that that open. That fifty million dollar stake, her getting that is just not her. But I also could have probably hired two hundred people to enter a new project that she wanted to work on. Mm-hmm. You feel I me? Mean? Like when you get to that it's level, yeah. at the level they're competing at, and the level that they're that they're working at, it just these things just just don't bother them. If Serena says tomorrow, "Yo, I'm retiring," or "I'm done with tennis," you know how many niggas lose their job? Losing their job. If LeBron says tomorrow, "Yo, That's I'm retiring," fact. you know how many niggas lose their job? <laughs> Trainers. Yeah. Execs. Yeah. 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 And I'm not talking about simple jobs. Oh, you know, he could go find another job. That trainer probably makes $250,000 a year. Who trains LeBron? Facts. Clean. What are we talking about? Clean. He might not find another job. And may job not like get that. picked up by, by somebody else to do that for like that price point. And that sounds crazy. And I know some people are like, well, these niggas are still talking about $200,000 a year. Yeah, but again, it goes back to the maintenance of a lifestyle that you create for yourself. If you have a condo that. that costs you 10 racks a month and you got a car that the maintenance on it is two racks every three months. Talking about, yo, I'm retiring and, you know what I mean, I'm moving on. You know, I don't need your services anymore. I I have a lifestyle that is maintained by $200,000. If I don't continue to maintain that lifestyle it's easy for you to tell someone to downgrade and to some extent you got to do what you got to do i'm damn sure ain't here to to defend like rich lifestyles you know it is what it is right but if you get to that level and you feel like you deserve it you work so hard to get there who are any of us to say like yo nigga downgrade and that's cool nah like it's hard to go from 200 Two hundred thousand dollars to a seventy thousand dollar position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not that's even why easy, nigga. So nigga that's almost impossible, bro. Like, if I'm making a quarter million dollars and I lose that job, but now I'm making eighty k, my expenses was probably eighty k. Clean a year <laughs> when I was making that's a, a quarter mil, maybe more than that. Because honestly, if you're making about a quarter mil. Half of that is probably going towards expenses. So clean. We talking about we talking about a calm one hundred and twenty five k, my brothers and sisters. If you're making a quarter million dollars, you're spending at least sixty k a month. I mean, a year, just on your mortgage or, or your whatever the fuck you're renting. And not because you just want to. It's necessity. It's necess- and plus it's just what you yeah, could afford. You went on. If you're making yeah, the lifestyle. quarter mill, you're gonna be like, well, I could afford to pay five grand a month. For my mortgage or five grand a month for this condo. I could afford and that. And it might be it might be necessary because if niggas know you are LeBron James trainer, you can't live in any hood. That's you know what I'm saying? You might you need gotta to live, live in at least close to where he at. It. You might have to live a twenty minute drive from where he at. 
or a 20 minute drive from the training a, facility. You might have to live in an area that is a little bit more like pricey simply because it is going to have the amenities that you need in order to continue, like you said, to service LeBron in certain ways. And you might need the, the extra education to look like you are, whatever the case is. So, yeah, it's easy for us to just look at the numbers and be like, nigga, you making 250, you good. And you can Facts. just move on. But nah, because if I drop from 250 to 170,000, I am greatly impacting my lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> like, n- niggas be saying that shit, but some niggas can't take a $5 an hour pay cut right now because it would mm. drastically affect their lifestyle. So, how the fuck are you going to judge a nigga who's going to take a 50 or 60 or $100,000 pay cut? Maxim says that Tiana Taylor is uh, the sexiest woman alive. Um, kudos. Matter of fact, let's hit that round of applause for that. Um, you know what I mean? We have hit that real quick. Kudos to that. I mean, I I have nothing against Tiana. I mean, taste is taste. But, hey, man, shout out to the people who find her attractive to that level. I think she is a beautiful woman. You know, I wouldn't put her as the sexiest woman alive for me personally, but she's definitely you, you a have gorgeous a wife, woman. So her body's insane. You have a wife, so that you know you're already knocked out of the. Well, yeah, you have naturally, a naturally, bro. You have I mean, a I'm allowed. To, I'm allowed to. You know, I'm allowed to gaze every once in a while. You know, from afar. Okay, but um. I think everything that Tiana stands for makes her one of the sexiest women alive. Mm. I don't know if I necessarily a hundred percent physically am attracted like that. I think Tiana is an amazingly gorgeous woman. I'm not saying that she's not physically attractive, but I think everything that she is is what for me puts her over the edge as one of the sexiest women alive. Her body's insane, absolutely. She can dance her ass off. Like every she can sing her ass off, sing her ass yeah. off, and her performances, she always puts a lot of sex appeal in it. Yeah. So yeah, for me, does. that that is where I can see um, it, and I love it. I also think that beauty standards are changing, and I think that that's a dope thing because Maxim isn't just a, a black magazine. You know, so they put everybody on that joint. So um, and pre- oh, wow. predominantly white people. So kudos. Mm. Tiana. Shout out to Miss Tiana Taylor. Big facts. What I also love about it is the fact that, you know, she's been kind of saying, like, the music industry hasn't really been serving her the way she wants it to. And it's just dope to see her find other avenues to continue to be relevant, get the money that she deserves, get the lifestyle that she wants to keep, and just continuing to be a cultural icon. So definitely kudos to all of that. Um Megan Thee Stallion apparently is dropping a new song after her quote-unquote hiatus that was like three weeks. Um, the song is called, I think it's something thought, something about thoughts. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Megan, what the fuck are you doing? Let me let me see if I can find find this joint real. First, first twerk later, that shit that we fucking heard in it. And I'm glad it's not just us that thinks it's trash. Um, some of my friends reached out to me and said that shit is trash. Trash too. Uh, women have said that shit is trash, but they they know that it it just has a nice little beat to it. But uh, I guess so. The song is in called the words of, "Thought Shit." 
Megan the Stallion thought oh. shit. It's coming out Friday. Not what I'm looking for from Meg. I understand. Not what nobody's fucking looking for, bro. <laughs> Lotto is she gonna get, take her she, spot, she, son. She, if Lotto, Lotto <laughs> is about to fuck shit up, bro. I think Meg is getting a little complacent with just being the hottest new act, but I think that that's slowly starting to change, and. I think if my if Lotto stays consistent, there is going to be a real competition there. And I'm not saying that in the sense of women against women. I'm saying that in the sense of rappers and who is going to take the most attention away, like the consumer's attention. Just like Little Baby right now is arguably the hottest rapper, you know what I mean, on, on the male spectrum of it and in general. Uh Meg, I think, is getting a little complacent with the idea of being the hottest female rapper. And that spot is vulnerable. I don't know what that shit going to sound like, but I feel like we heard it already. That That's that's my yeah. opinion. I, like, I see it and I feel like I heard it already. So. Oh, we'll boy. see. Friday, it comes out. Um. This thing which you had sent in the the a meme about somebody saying that the ride or die concept is created by men um, to keep manipulating women to stand by them while they do all the dumb shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. So, like, I was telling somebody that a lot of people that I've dealt with, they never bought into the ride or die concept. At the same time. There are women, and our women listeners, they definitely fuck with the show, so you know what I'm about to say. There are women who still would like their man that if another person step out of line, they want their man to check that man. If somebody gets crazy with them, they want that man to put uh, put that person in check. If somebody dare lay a finger on their woman, the woman want their man to step the fuck up and, and 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 lay hands and possibly cause bodily harm. And if the perpetrator is trying to actually cause detrimental damage to that woman or the family, then you already know where I'm going with this. So to say that, you know, that 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 concept is created for uh, men to continue to doing fuck shit to manipulate women. Then you, then you, you must not know who the fuck DMX was. You, you must not know who Tupac was. You, you must all the, these rappers that you probably listen to, that you probably love, and when they song come on in the club, you shaking your ass to it. Yes, these are the same niggas that also believed in the ride or die mentality. So before you start believing this bullshit, check the shit that you've been listening to before this meme came out. Because I think deep down inside. Until it actually happens, unfortunately, women don't believe it. Women want a man to believe what the fuck they do. I mean, uh, uh, what they're going to do when they say it before they actually do it. Because women want men to just believe, yo, I got you. Like, everything is good. But men always got to prove themselves initially for the woman to feel like, all right, this nigga could do what he got to do. Because if he don't do it, then you're going to hear shit like, man, you was acting soft 
or you know you're a bitch or you know why are you acting like you pussy but if a man say some shit like that you degrading the woman you putting her down you making her feel less than you're belittling her yo society society got me fucked up man i think we're in a space where i'm praying because when i see certain memes that i think are funny or i think are provocative i don't put any stock into them like and i'm praying that other people are doing the same thing i can no longer feel as if that is the case i just have to pray that when people see some of these things they don't actually put stock into them and think that it's really the case and i know that some of our women listeners probably maybe look at it and be like, what are these niggas is talking about? But as a man, when you sit in the position of a man and you read some of these things and you look at some of these things and you watch some of these commentaries and you see how people think you're supposed to accept certain behavior that's unacceptable in any other sphere of life, it's like, yo, where are we going with this? Like, what, what is it that we actually want to happen when it comes to men and women, because I'm going to say this later, but I need y'all to understand that there is an economy built around keeping people single and miserable. And I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. And what would that say? But yes, the concept of a ride or die does is, is not specific to men wanting it from women. It ride or die is supposed to go both ways. You're supposed to ride That's for your woman. And in most cases, it's actually the man who's going to do that more so than the woman. Because like Distinguished said, if some nigga get buck, it is expected that the man put himself in danger to protect the woman and the children that are in the vicinity. I understand not every nigga it. has been raised and brought up that way, but the majority of us have been. Not everybody lived by that code, but the majority of us do. And so if I see, I mean, we've all, we've been, I, I'll never forget the time we was in Shake Shack. All of us were there. Yo. And Flo wasn't there, but all of us were there. Um, me Yo. and a couple other niggas and Distinguished. And this nigga kept getting real hostile with a chick. I know the girl. I know if this nigga none was of, holding. None of us knew her. I know if this nigga had a knife, had a gun. I know if this nigga was going to get bucked. Uh, but we all looked at each other and said, "Yo, we gotta." And we and we we was ready to go. Yeah, we and all we looked all at like, each other we, and we, said, "Yo, we didn't we didn't even say anything. We just looked at each other and we knew what the we knew what it was." So it's like, you know, what I mean, these memes be lying to y'all. <laughs> these posts be lying Yo, to y'all. Facts, and y'all be feeding into this shit. Yeah, because of some negative experience you had with a bum-ass nigga, and I'm not, I get it. It's not only the bum-ass niggas. Some of these quote-unquote nice guys be doing bum-ass shit too. I, I'm not discrediting that. But a lot of this shit be based off of a fuck nigga that you didn't dated or you didn't dealt with, you didn't spoke to, and now every nigga has to fit the mold of that fuck nigga because I guess, and I'm, I might get some pushback here, but I think it's because it justifies allowing you to stay in a space where you don't have to open your heart up again. And I think that's for everybody who wants to look at women and be like, oh, all women are, are fuck women and niggas. Uh, I mean, yeah, and women looking at niggas and being like, all niggas is fuck niggas. 
Like, I think holding on to that allows you to continue. And then there are cases, obviously, where you have had a string of negative or bad relationships or bad interactions with niggas. Mm-hmm. I'm not, that happens. Shit, that happened with me. I had a string of bad experiences with women. But I think it's easy to hold on to that and bring that forward when it also allows you to not bring your best self to the table when someone that you actually do like or actually do fuck with presents themselves. Because now if this shit gets fucked up, it's probably because of you and not them. And if you have to take responsibility for that, then that means you got some work to do. And for a lot of us, we don't like to make that acknowledgement like, oh, shit, now I fucked that up. That was on me. Like, I came to the table and I did this, that, and the third. And, you know, a nigga didn't like that. It's always easy to be like, now, all y'all niggas is fuck niggas. All y'all niggas just want to do this. All y'all niggas want to do that. And we just peep game now. That That ain't it. That ain't it. There's... There's a lot of healthy couples, and that's why I like to put healthy couples on my on my timeline. Anybody that follows me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I, I peep that a lot, man. And them fucking couples be looking like they be having a time of their life. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Um, you also put a thing in here about people only wanting to hear your problem once. That was There was, a, I guess, a meme floating around? Yeah, so, like, I'm like... I'm, I'm like... I'm like 50-50 with it because, and I don't know, I, I always just I always have to use myself as an example because you guys know my story. I mean, you guys know me. I mean, you guys is my, you guys is not just my best friends. Like, you guys is my brothers. So I think when you look at where somebody's been for like the last five years, and then you look into the future. So now, so now is the future. So now we five years into the future. And you kind of see that same person that you knew or that you knew of and, and, and like you sense that there's a there's a big ass difference. You sense that this person is a bit more happier, you know, was always goal oriented, but a bit more goal oriented, kind of, you know, taking life by the horns and just doing what the fuck they do. And like they're stepping into their own. You got to ask yourself when you see that person, honestly. Is this the same person that was always fucking complaining about shit not going right? Is this the same person that was talking about, yo, I got to make this move because I'm tired of being in the same uh, predicament? If that's the same person five years into the future, you actually have also done your friend a disservice because you also let a lot of the fuck shit slide. You, You were not... The friend that was like, yo, like, you honestly need to get it together. And you weren't putting yourself um, out there to say, yo, what can I do? Or giving them, you know, resources to get back on the road. And I feel like for the last, well, longer than five years, but within this nice little threshold, these last five years, I've been able to have a cultivated community where everybody around me is fucking elevating. So it's like a nigga had no choice. And then... When it came time for me, somebody reached out to me today. Shout out to Siobhan Taisha. You know, I love you. She was like, yo, isn't it so good to travel and not do a slam? Nigga, that shit nearly brought a tear to a nigga eye. 
She was like, yo, I see you living your best life finally. All the shit that you've done for people, Distinguish, you deserve everything that you're doing for yourself. That was that was probably the realest shit I think I heard all like within the last fucking three, four months. And I've been hearing some real shit. That shit, I was like, wow. And the moral of the story is this. We all have to get to a point, honestly, where you stop fucking feeling sorry for yourself, man. And then you can't get mad at the people that you've been venting to because they don't know how to tell you that they tired of you venting about the same shit. How much? How many times are you gonna vent about the same shit? About where the fuck you at and where you not at and the money you ain't got and the money that you're trying to get and you know you having issues with your parents and it's just hard to nigga. Everybody got it hard. What makes you so different? Yeah, my thing is, I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm gonna hear you out as long as you're doing something to try and better yourself understand needing to vent every now and then every now and then i'm i'm going to tune you out if you're complaining about the same things but doing absolutely nothing to change your circumstance it's like the boy who cried wolf after a while i'm just gonna be like all right this is the thing that you do like you're not really interested in actually solving any of your problems you just want to in some cases present that you have problems now, that may seem heartless to some extent, but it's not. It's like if I'm listening to you and then I presented different opportunities and ways for you to change and things to do, and you like, yeah, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and then you never do it, but then a month later you want to tell me the same shit going on in your life, I don't know what to tell you anymore. So I might listen, or I might tell you, yo, I'm going to holler at you later. Because I don't want to hear that shit no more. I'm sorry. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> it is what it is. Like, there's only so many times I'm going to listen to you tell me the same story. And again, that's different from you just having different difficulties and you going through it and you don't, you need guidance. You don't really know what's cooking. You don't know how to, how to operate. I understand that. And I'll always have an ear for that. But you can't come to me only so many times with the same shit. And that's why I think as I've gotten older, like when I was younger, when I was in high school, I used to have all my, my friends would call me and I would listen to some of my uh, women friends at the time um, tell me about their boyfriends and the boyfriend issues. And I'd be on the phone, I'm talking about three hours probably, at least four nights out of the week listening to this shit. shit. And Man. I'd be cool with it. But as I'm an older adult now, Man, listen. Three hours on the phone. Nah. You're not calling me with the bullshit about your relationship for more than one, more than three times, and you still going to stay in the relationship. The, the moment I realize you ain't trying to leave that relationship, I am tuned out. Don't come to that's me a, with that shit no more. Like, it's cool. I understand. Like, that's that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. Um, we about to wrap up and get the fuck up out of here. But um, Trump is banned until at least 2023 on Facebook and Instagram. Do, oh, shit. Do y'all feel like that banning is the right move? What the fuck is he banned for? He's still banned for yeah, the, the shit say. from the insurrection. Oh, 
Oh. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> but wait, I thought, I thought, I didn't, didn't, oh, was it Twitter who said he's banned for life? Twitter has Twitter banned was, him indefinitely for life. Um, oh, shit, damn. And then Facebook but. had like, uh, they were like, let's see what we finna to do. And I guess they came to the conclusion that he is banned until at least uh, 2023 and then I guess they'll reconvene and see what type of time he's on by then mind you that would kind of take him out of the political realm in terms of like using Facebook and Instagram as right. a means to kind of rally support so he's banned until they, they at least fucking his whole shit up right now yeah I mean I think it's the right move too because he just seems to he just spews whatever he wants to spew and people He's bad. He's bad for business right now. And people don't even care if it's true or not. I think they just want they use him as a beacon to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And I think that's why so many people didn't mind when he was in office. It was because shit. Well, if the president is doing wild shit, who the fuck can tell me not to do wild shit? You know, so everybody who kind of wanted to skirt the line of the law and not really worry about too many consequences. Everybody who wanted to be a little bit racist and not have to worry about that bothering them. Everybody who wanted to be a little bit sexist and not want to worry about that shit. When he was in office, it was like, shit, the president doing it? Fuck you coming at me for it? But now that he's not, you don't have that same cover anymore. And so I think that is one of the reasons why people like really were a little bit more like, oh, well, da 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 But he is dangerous. His rhetoric is dangerous. Jeff Bezos is trying to travel to space. Um, is this the new rich shit that niggas are going to start doing? He is the richest nigga in the I, world. Man. <laughs> He's definitely. He got, hey, hey, you, you, you were 200 Billy boy. You do what you want, friend. You do what yeah, you I, want. Yeah, do what the he fuck could you literally, want. Bro. I can't even fathom that number. He could so. literally afford it. Like in the most literal sense, he can afford it. That's, do you, that's bro. rich nigga business. Bless you. Ah, thank you. Um, all right. Well, last topic before we get the fuck up out of here is this was another thing in the dumbest things on the internet, but I missed it. This idea that men have a weird desire to take care of their mo- their mothers. I don't know if y'all saw that. Meme. Yeah, I seen this shit. Did you just say a weird desire? <laughs> I just said weird. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. A weird. You know what's crazy about it? It's probably a chick who has a kid that said that joint. Yeah, yeah. She has a child herself. I gotta stop saying kid. She has a child herself, but would say that men have the weird desire to take care of their mothers. Listen, I'm gonna just say Bro, this. She wants to be taken care of by her son. Fuck out. I'm here. just saying. It says the the meme or the the post says niggas always have this weird ass desire to take care of their mothers. Like, damn, bro, if your mother wanted a responsible man, she would have had chosen your father. Charge that shit to the game and focus on me. That sounds like a self-centered chick her damn self. Listen. That I'm, sounds nuts. I, all I'm going to say is there is some level of validation to that. As there are groom, mama's boys. There are mama's. Yeah. I, I love my mom. Mama however, boys. however, it is not your responsibility as a grown-ass man to take care of of your mother. I'm not no. saying. Especially after you get a wife. Especially af- if you have responsibilities of your own. Facts. 
that's the difference. If you have no responsibility, if if this man, if he's 22, have no children, he barely got a girlfriend, living in the crib, living in the crib, and he and he's still very attached to his mom. Let that man be. If he's 35 with three kids and a wife, <laughs> and he's still paying, and 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 like I said, it depends. Because at the end of the day, it all depends on the circumstances dealt. If your mom put her her all out for you and to raise you the proper way and gave you everything that you needed in life to put you in the predicament for you to win, ain't nothing wrong with helping her if she can't help herself in the later ages. However, you still should focus on what your priorities are. And if you have Absolutely. it to spare after that, then yeah, if you could help your mom out, help your mom out. And that's, that's the how, difference. That's the difference right there. Because I had a conversation with one of my friends the other day, and, and this conversation came up where she was like, you know, um, should a man, um, you know, be taking care of his his mother if he has a wife? And I'm like, I think this is a stupid question. I don't, like, this is dumb. Like, I was like, one, I'm like, why is it that we always try to pit wife versus mother i'm like they're they are not in the same category and you don't ever hear niggas talking about some yo you too close to your father like you don't that shit is weird to me and i'm like i don't i don't know who's responsible for it but it just goes back to this caddy thing where where society has women going against women and so i'm like this is just a weird thing my if I'm close with my parents and my mother raised me or whatever the case is, I'm going to be close with my mom. And if my mom says, yo, I need 1500 for the rent. And my girl is like, yo, I need 1500 for a Gucci bag. I'm There's giving no my mom 1500 for the now, rent. Now <laughs> we have to be very clear with our listeners. If you have an irresponsible ass mom who keeps fucking up her own money, and then, then you, that's, different. that's different. If you have a mom who don't know how to respect boundaries, then that's different. And that's different. Because there is a difference. If your mom, there's a very big difference. And I think a lot of women misconstrue this because they have mother-in-laws or their boyfriend's moms mm. don't respect them. And they don't like each other. They don't like yeah. each other. And because you don't like my mom or my mom don't fuck with you. Then when my mom asks me for money because she wants to do some home improvement, some home improvement shit, but you want me just to splurge on you. At the end of the day, think about this, ladies, and I want y'all to think about this long because I'm 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 a nigga with children myself and my parents. When my parents close their eyes, God rest their souls. I ain't wishing nothing on my parents, but I'm just saying when that point comes in life, right? Whatever assets they have, pass on to me. Or to my children. If right. I helped my parents fix their property up, you know where that property goes to? Most likely it will come to me or my child. This is, I think a lot of times people don't think about this from the perspective, but the right predicaments present the right situations. And at the end of the day, ladies, if you have a husband, differentiate the difference between the mom who doesn't respect you and the mom who just has a good relationship with their child. 
Because mm. I think a lot of times it gets misconstrued. A lot of these women out here are being cursed out by their mother-in-laws. You know, they 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 can't tell the difference because what the mother their moms don't don't respect the children's boundaries, and I see that happen all too often. And that's a fact. So you gotta you gotta and I think that that the difference. Yeah, that's oftentimes the relationship in, in which some of these things are coming out of is the, the bottom of the barrel relationships. But if you see me cool with my mom, you don't have, you don't, I don't, I'm not going to respect it if you feel like I'm too close with my mom. Unless, again, there is a, a blatant boundary issue or there's a blatant, yo, I'm telling you I can't pay the rent this month because, you know what I mean, I had to go do something for my mom and now you and the children looking at me like nigga well <laughs> what what the fuck we finna to do and i'm like i don't know that's that's my mom you know what i'm that's saying that's a no. difference a fundamental yeah. difference that is that, i'm yeah, not taking yeah, care facts. of my priorities and i'm goofy for that but if i decide to do something nice for my mom or if i like i had told her i was like yo i was like if i spend 6 nights out of the week Doing sun, I mean, doing dinner with the family, but on Sundays it's been a tradition to do Sunday dinner. And you look at me one Sunday and I, and tell me, no, I want to start doing Sunday dinners with you here. I'm gonna look at you a certain type of way. Why are you trying to purposely disrupt what's happening with me and my mom? Like, if me and my mom do Sunday dinners. Then that's what it is. Now you all of a sudden you want to do Sunday dinners. That's like, what you know. What's on. wild about that, bro? You said it just now. For the first time, when you said it just now, it became super relevant. Six days out the seven day week, we're together. One day out the week, I said, "You know what? I want to chill with my family. I want to go and spend some time with my extended family. I want to go chill with my mom. I want to go chill with my pops. I want to go chill with the grandma. Whatever." And now, the first week, you ain't say nothing. Second week, let's say two months went by, you ain't say much. Now, it's all of a sudden, every Sunday, you want to go to your parents' house now? And I'm just like, at the, it's funny because when it's said, you rationalize it like, maybe I shouldn't go every Sunday. But when you said it just now, you're like, but wait, the other six days out of the week, I'm with your goofy ass. <laughs> so what? what is this? Big what facts. is this one day out of the week? What is three hours out this Sunday going to do that's what to I'm disrupt saying. our relationship? Let me know. Yeah, I'm going to look at you, Goofy. If if that's the energy you come to me with, I'm going to be like, yo, okay, well, like, why do we need to do something? If it's not a special occasion, anniversary, event, What what's the purpose of this? Because now I feel like you, you just I don't like the like fact like that. I feel like women like that are the same type of women that aren't cool with you hanging out at all. Like they don't mind you hanging yeah, you out with your be boys about- once every six months, but you can't be like, "Yo, you know, Saturday is my day with the guys." They don't, they can't rationalize. No, and that's why that. I don't like the "I want to live in your skin" type of shit. I don't think that's cute. Like, if you want to be up under me that much, you need to find a fucking hobby. I'm so fucking sorry. You gotta find something else to do. <laughs> One more goofy shit before we go. Um... This dude says, men who demand DNA tests disgust me. I mean, even if a kid isn't yours, why would you pass on a chance of being a dad to one more child? If someone <laughs> I hooked up with got a child and said it's mine, I'm taking up the dad role with pride. If someone else uh, 
sired that baby, uh, his loss. I'm a goofy nigga. This I'm a goofy ass nigga. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, man? I saw that shit like we in trouble. Respect to that man trouble. who like to take on other people's responsibilities. First of all, <laughs> um, I'm sorry if I feel like people who said that are so contradictory, son. Because if he knew, if he knew in his heart that that child wasn't his, he wouldn't even do it. He's just saying that if you're not sure, it's different now if the lady has a child for me and we're gooch and two years down the road for some reason I find out the child isn't mine. But I've already established the father figure role. I'm not going to walk out of that child's life at that point. Right. But if there was a blatant distrust throughout the pregnancy where I knew... (laughs) I know you smashed another nigga. Something is up. I know it. I may not even know, but I know something is up. Let's just say, let's say you don't, you're not even sure, but let's just say you went through her phone that night and you realized that these texts is lining up with these time frames. You're like, yo, she definitely was talking about she was doing some antics on this nigga seven months ago. <laughs> talking about it was yeah. a hell of a night. <laughs> and you're like, She's doing two months. This, this, this time frame ain't working out. Right. You could make a responsible decision at that point, whether or not you want to still be a part of that Man, newborn child's fuck all, life. Fuck all the politically correct shit. If you have any doubt in your mind that this child is is potentially yours, there's nothing wrong with requesting a DNA. I think it's goofy if you know damn well you were the only one that was smashing and... Like, you know that child is yours because at this point, that's just fear. You don't want this shit situation to go a certain type of way and you trying to find any way, rhyme or reason to get out of it. But if you if you feel like, yo, this may not be my kid, I I use condoms every time. Condom never broke. Da-da-da-da. Whatever the case is, you have a right to just ask for the D. There's nothing wrong. I don't think oh, yeah, I would, I would with definitely that. ask for the D. If I, if I know not- for a fact we've been smashing and I've been like, I was strapped up every time. And I know I was strapped up every time. I'm a sober-ass nigga. I don't smoke. I don't drink. So there ain't no mislabs to say, oh, this nigga had a wild tipsy night. You know, you, you might not even remember. Nah, bitch. I was sober-ass, but sober-ass can be. So I recollect my actions. Now, yeah. some questions got to get drawn up. It's only I gotta, fair. I got to get... And if the DNA comes out, that is mine, and cool. But I'm, I can't... I'm sorry. I'm not just going to be on something like, oh, you know what I mean? Whether it's mine or not. Nah, it don't work that way. Uh, so she I guess gets to be it, trifling and, and get away with yeah, it? Yeah, like, nah, nah, this nigga who actually this child belongs to, um, you need to pay whatever child support, and I need to make a decision if this relationship is mine and uh, still mine or not. Like, I, it's that so I'm not going to just sit here and be on some, I don't even know if that baby mine, but I, I'm going to just... You know, I, that's that's the epitome of I don't want to know. Nah, nah I'm, I'm sorry, uh, bro. Like, I I wouldn't be able to do it. Niggas is just on the internet yeah, saying whatever. The I fuck. think they just want to die. It would, like I said, it depends. Even even if it was years later and I found out, that trust would have been broken forever, forever. It's not the same. Not the Distinguish, same. uh, you got a tough knot. Hold on one second, fellas. Got a income. All right, cool. So yeah, the tough knot. I mean. I was thinking about this uh, tough knot. This just has been a a reoccurring theme. I think this goes well with 
everything that we've been discussing on today's podcast. Um, yeah, it goes well with everything we've been discussing on today's podcast. And in the good words of my beautiful black friend, XAB, growth is a necessary part of change. But not all change is growth. Amen. Um, as I alluded to earlier, my what would dad say for the ending of this podcast is simply to, to bring your attention to the fact that there is a trillion dollar, I'm not even going to say billion, a trillion dollar industry in keeping people single and miserable. Now, what do I mean by that? There are apps out here worth billions that are solely about swiping right or left. There are dinners, there are amusement parks, theme parks, romantic outings that are solely predicated on you dating. And so there are all these businesses out here that thrive off of people being single, dating, and not in any form of a commitment. And so when we see these memes that constantly put black men and black women against one another, there's more to it. And we have to stop falling for it every time. Like I just said for the last meme, there's, there's shit getting traction that just is dumb. And people just saying whatever they want and hoping that it goes viral. And now it is. And it's adding to a conversation that is making people relive certain traumas that they've had in relationships. And then when you relive that trauma, you project it onto the next person that may be good for you or may be interested in you or you may be interested in. And so now the moment a dude asks you, Hey, what do you want to do tonight? Um, I, I really want to take you out. Um, I just want to know what are some things that you, you'd like to do? Because you had an a, a instance where a nigga did that, and then once you accepted the terms of, oh, well, I think we should go to the beach. And then you got there, and then it turned out to be a terrible date because homie Damn. really ain't have no plan at all other than to just sit and stare at you. And I guess through talking, texting, and whatever else, you just never knew he had no personality. And you ended up on his date and it was terrible. Now the next time a nigga asks you, yo, now I mean, I want to take you out on a date. Um, what are some of the things you'd like to do? You're looking at it like this nigga is lazy. This nigga is putting no effort in. And oh my God, I'm not dealing with that again. That's a projection of of trauma. Uh, maybe not in the sense of trauma that we're used to, but it is a projection of something that you didn't like happening in your past, and you'd be like, nah, I ain't doing that again. And, and listen, sometimes, rightfully so, that's part of our existence as humans is we take our experiences, we learn from them, and then if we see that red flag pop up again, we kind of say, uh, I don't know if that's going to be for me. Cool. But we can't continuously keep doing it with every nuanced facet of life because we're putting ourselves in these baskets that we know we shouldn't even be in. And then we're asking for things 
that we know probably don't make sense for us to be asking for. And again, yeah, we can ask for the world, but realistically, we're not always going to get the world. You can't be some chick that all you bring to the table is you look good and you want a nigga that's worth 250000 which is 5%, 10, 10 to 5% of people, to be like, yeah, I'm about to wife that. Because you look good, but this other chick look good, and she's a millionaire, and she's fucking with him. Or this other chick look good, and she doing X, Y, and Z, da, 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 da. So it's like when everybody has options, you have to understand that the option that looks like it might be quote unquote too good to be true probably is unless there's something that you are bringing to the table. And so we have to get out of these these dynamics of just men ain't shit, women ain't shit. Listen, as I always say, you look for a yellow car, you're going to find one. You're going to see it every time you look for it. So if you're looking for niggas to not be shit because that is your mindset that niggas ain't shit, you are going to continuously bump into niggas that ain't shit. It is not going to be until you say, I want a nice, decent man. And there are niggas that are nice, decent men out here. Or I want a nice, decent woman. And there are women that are nice and decent. That you're going to start seeing them pop up in your life. Because now your mind is more directed to look for that. So that's what dad would say. Uh, Another episode of Dad Has a Bow Ties. And we are out. Peace.